0: Cast of Secrets, the official podcast of TNL, the next level.com, which you can find at the level.com I'm your host, Eric Manch, better known as Sleeve on the TNL Forums, and with me again, for the third time, as a possible a recurring guest, Spot, Jonathan Hurtado, better known as Cow Disease on our boards.
1: What's up, internet?
0: Hey, Thank you, Jonathan, for joining us. And also with me is Chris Rubin, better known as McDeus. What's up? And we have Chuck Forrester, also known as Chucks.
2: Hey there. Happy New Year, everybody.
0: And then to his, uh, well, whatever direction he is on the internet, uh, we have Mauricio Massetti, better known as Mizo. Hey. Hello. And... (laughs) Thank you. And then finally, uh, we have Nick Flamakis, better known as, I don't know, what was it again, Nick?
3: I think uh, I'm going to stick with Nick for a
0: while. Just Nick? Yeah, just yeah keep, Nick. Keep I it, think it simple.
3: It, yeah, fun. I know it's like a defect in wood, and it's got other negative connotations, but I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, solid. Just the, just in the Nick, Nick of time.
3: I just I need a more funny. macho last name, like Cannon or... or um, Like Savage, like Randy Savage. Nick Savage, yeah. Yeah, and I
4: like it. Yeah, they're all.
3: Yeah. yeah, but I'm just Nick for now.
0: This is our first podcast of 2012. Obviously, there's been a lot of new things going on. We've got the PlayStation Vita. Is it is it Vita or Vita uh, coming out? It's Vita. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's Vita. So we'll go with Vita. It's yeah. Kind of a stupid PlayStation name. Vita. I coming say. out in uh, I think uh, what uh, February late, twenty second.
3: February twenty second, I think.
0: And obviously, it's already out in Japan. People are talking about it a lot. Uh, had some pretty big sales figures. Uh, first week it was out, and then quickly dropped off <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um, so we need the
3: bomb sound effect here.
5: <laughs>
0: Everyone who wanted one bought it, and then they were done. So let's just get started talking about that, what people are expecting to... Uh... First of all, has anybody pre-ordered it? Anyone yes. buy the day it comes out? <laughs> We know Mizo has, but uh, what about I you, I plan
3: on getting it. I don't know if uh, Sony's going to send me one. I don't know if I can weasel my way. We don't cover <laughs> handheld that much. I'd like to, though, because I do like the Vita. I I, uh, I do still dream about it in my arms, and I, do, I am going to get it one way or the other um, come February.
0: It's definitely a good-looking handheld. I'll definitely give it that, and it's got two uh, analog sticks, which is a good thing, which is exactly one more than the original the well than the PSP ad. No, that's also a good thing. Um I just don't know um what games for it I would buy if I were to buy it on release that are really worth getting. Um, other than Uncharted do you have, which yeah, do you have a I I never played I don't know I never I never played an Uncharted game. I never owned a PS3. So I, Lord. I I don't know I have much to say about that.
3: It's the um, Uncharted Golden Abyss is a great a uh, place to start I would think because it's it's, it's a very similar cool, right? to playing it's very similar to playing uh, PS3 Uncharted and uh you get you know you got all the weapons you've got all the all the action and um you can play it anywhere you go so it's just it seems to me from the time I played it which is like I don't know a half hour it's just like any other uncharted game it's it's a it's a pretty solid experience and uh yeah I, that's a day one purchase Sure. Well, I know
0: that I know that the original the I keep calling it the original, but the the uh, PlayStation Portable came out with a I think a Wipeout was available on release. Is, it, is there going to be a Wipeout game yeah. uh, available on release?
4: Yeah, okay, there's a, there's, so. there's a Wipeout with a future year attached to it like Wipeout 2034 or something like that. I can't remember the, the year okay. itself, but that's that's coming. And out.
0: Of, of course I'm not talking about the TV show or games related to the TV show. I'm talking about the the racing game, the anti-gravity racing game.
4: Yeah, it's going to get <laughs> uh it's coming out the same stuff that the PSP came out with pretty much. It's getting the Wipeout, it's getting the uh, Hot Shots Golf. It's getting um uh, well, uncharted is new, but uh it's also going to have Illuminace, I think, in there somewhere. Oh, it's, Luminous it's, is it's good. It's pretty much the I, same thing. Luminous is... Wipeout 2048, the, that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay, well, I, I think I would buy it for that. Um, hopefully the music on it is going to be good, though. I know that the um, Wipeout Pure had a good music selection, but then the, the sequel after that, one, I forget what it was called, Wipeout, uh, the PSP sequel had really shitty music after that. It was kind of a disappointment. I think Wipeout, for me, like, is partly... Like as much the music as it is the actual gameplay.
5: Yeah, I've never but been um, too big into Wipeout, so I usually buy like one a generation and go, "Man, this is really pretty and really fast and sounds <laughs> awesome," and I think I'm done. Yeah,
4: yeah. I I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff out here. Let me see. Um, we got like we said, Hot Shots Golf, uh, Little Deviants, which is like a like an AR type game, and I usually can't resist those type of games, even if they're kind of hokey and the others are kind of stupid. I really like augmented reality stuff, and I want developers to do more with it, so uh, whenever I see it, I, I try to support it, which is why I own Invisimals, which I'm sure nobody else does, <laughs> but I don't yeah, know if I'm going to buy Little Deviants me. Day 1, um, maybe eventually. How much is, is Little Deviants going to be, like, flat out, because Uncharted is, is a mind-blowing $50 out of the gate, and I'm well, going to go I, in. I'm going to go think, into that. I think but. Little Deviants is the game the that you problem, get if you, if you
0: get the package. Like, uh, isn't there, a, like, a, a package bundle? that, you know, like, a bundle, yeah. That's what you call it, a bundle, yeah. Uh it's, it's part of that, right? It gives you like a memory card, gives you a little, little deviance for like, what, 300 bucks, 350 bucks? I'm buying like a
4: 32 gig memory card. and I'm just going to buy the basic system. I'm not going to get the... No, I should
3: know this, but I don't. The, the Wi-Fi and the 3G versions are coming out in yeah. the, the States.
4: Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and t is putting out a plan, but the data plan sounds really shitty, which I think is like their standard data plan. I think it's called Shitty under <laughs> their advertising uh, papers and everything. So but you
3: would have to get a, a separate data package. Yes. You can't, or I guess you could tether.
2: But if I remember correctly, you, there's no contract for the data, which is uh, an interesting change from what AT&T usually does. Right. There's no contract, but it's still kind of not
4: worth it, especially because uh, I don't believe you can even play online games over 3G, so I, I don't see what you would be doing with your Vita. Over 3G exactly, except posting to Facebook on the go. Yeah, something <laughs> like
2: that. the The internet is claiming that they'll be using their droids to tether their Vitas instead of using, you know, anything else. It seems yeah. like the smart thing to do. I mean,
4: you could definitely tether your Vita. Uh, I know AT and T has a really shitty plan for that too, that I don't take part in. So, uh, but if you have a droid, that sounds like a good, like a good deal.
0: Good way to go. Yeah. I, I now talk about apps for a second. The, There's the, also uh.
4: Third, there's a bunch of third-party games coming out too, not just um, the Sony stuff. There's Army Corps of Hell uh, being published by Square Enix. Did you say corpse? No, yeah, I meant core. Corf, core of hell. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a little,
0: it's a little bit of a double meaning, Nick, because you know, corpse and uh, you know, Cor- not mean maybe. body, yes. Yeah, but it's like so. hardcore.
4: It's like Contra Hardcore. Hardcore. It was corpse. It was p o p s. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So. So Army Corps of Hell is uh, Square Enix published. I don't remember who's making it exactly. Uh, it, and I don't think it's Square Enix in house, is it? I mm. uh, don't know. I thought it was from Take them. Take a look at the hairstyles. Is you it can from tell. them? I thought they were just publishing, but maybe it is from them. But uh, it's. I remember one of the people working on it is an ex-Pikmin uh, guy, apparently. And uh, it's, it has a very heavy Pikmin influence, except it's in Hell. And... Uh, Otherwise, it's it's very similar to Pikmin. I so think
3: having radishes and things like that walking around, because um, Pikmin wasn't Pikmin inspired by Miyamoto's soup. I think, I think having your garden,
4: y- your soup ingredients,
3: uh, your garden. I don't know, rad- you would your- think
4: soup. That's really weird. Yeah,
3: having things walk around like that would be hell for me. I just because what could you eat then? You know, if everything's
0: just sort of sat down in front of his soup one day and was like, <laughs> what would happen if this were more interesting? If these things were moving around? I see. Something like that, um, but anyway, apps for the for the Vita. I mean, I know there's some kind of uh, app that's su- supposed to be kind of like the 3DS uh, Street Pass that sort of tells you what people are doing.
4: Yeah, it's called. Uh, I think it's, it's called, called near. Here. I haven't read or, too much up on it.
0: Near. Does it, like, yeah. Do really
4: know any details?
0: I don't know the the word that I'm getting from it is that no one really understands what it's supposed to do. <laughs> like like what or like it's not even really that accurate as as to saying what people are actually doing. I don't know. But um, I guess the, I'm glad there's some effort being made by that. But um, I do sort of think that 3DS is coming into its own with a, with a, at last with the yeah. apps. I mean, the 3DS yeah. releasing swap Note, which I know a number of people here are, are pretty into. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that the Vita is going to come up with something similar that will at least give you an incentive to carry it around. Because it's something interesting I noticed with the Vita uh, the reviews that i 've read on it say that it's it 's actually too big to carry in your pocket it 's so it 's just so large it 's like not feasible to fit it in in fact i think I think uh, I saw a video of somebody showing the uh, the little the little uh container that they designed for it is sort of designed to actually hitch onto your belt. And then it, like, converts into a stand. So, like, what do people think
4: about that? I'm going to wear it around my
3: neck like Flavor Flav with the alarm clock. I'm just...
4: (laughs) Well, that's...
3: (laughs) Everywhere I go, I want it front and center. The
4: original uh, PSP, didn't they have, like, a little thing that people would wear around their necks?
0: Well, the PSP uh, came with a little strap that you could uh, hook around it and then carry it around, like, your wrist which uh i don't think that really caught on i
3: don't think a single person did that for more than 2 seconds yeah i
0: don't <laughs> think I, I i yeah i don't think i ever saw anyone i, do I don't
4: that. know about hitching shit to my belt that seems a little <laughs> excessive uh, if you have like a messenger bag or if you have a little backpack or something that you could a fanny pack even i, I mean think i, that guess would be I, I a have a small option. bag that
0: i could carry it around in that i usually carry my ipad around and, and other stuff in but you know i i like to be able to just carry a, a gaming system in my pocket you know yeah
3: is this going to find me are we having hardware wars as far as handhelds that are going is it's going to be a mainstream war or pretty much, are we at the point where pretty much only you know more hardcore gamers like the target audience of TNL the, the core group is is going to even consider getting uh, a a Vita well
0: I, mean, I think i think we are sort of moving into that territory with handhelds with with a 3DS i mean more people are buying um it now that the uh now that Mario Kart and uh, 3D Land are out, but I, I think right. it is becoming a niche. Uh, and yeah, there's niche no market war almost.
3: really to speak of. It's you've got this great, you've got place this PlayStation system that's that's looks phenomenal, and you've got a you know you've got a Nintendo, which is the market leader generation after generation, and it's just not as exciting as it was um, when it was the PSP versus um, Nintendo's system at that time, whichever it was. Be- and it's it's not because I'm jaded in any way. It's just realistically speaking, these aren't going to be as big as handhelds were previously because of, right. of phones and tablets, and and that's pretty much it. I mean,
2: well, it goes it goes back to being able to buy full fledged games for like what like a, a serious iOS game be like five ninety nine or something, and then you know, Mizo was talking about Uncharted coming out at fifty bucks. So it's it's Ramp cutting arm. down the market, you know, <laughs> very, very much with that. Because you know, why why buy Uncharted, which is probably going to be the better, you know, of anything you buy on your iOS device? But people are going to look at a uh, quantity over quality. I think.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the Vita is definitely like an elitist system for horrible jerks. You know, it's it's meant for the hardcore <laughs> video players. Which is why we're players, both buying one. Which is why we're buying it day one, of course. <laughs> which so i mean it, it's definitely made for people like us it's not i don't think it has a shot in hell in the casual market whatsoever but i don't think they're going for that because they 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 really have no chance i mean people are gonna buy their shitty little ios games not even the good ios games they're gonna buy the shitty ios games like doodle jump and stuff you know like this is what the casuals are playing it's over you know it's over you can't entice them into the vita it's it's done
0: I think what these portables have to do, like I, I like the issue of uh, talking about carrying the the device around you in your pocket. I think that I think the, these devices have to give people a reason to carry around these devices with them, and I, I think I think the three DS is slowly providing a reason for people to do that with the Street Pass and with the eShop and and just uh, being able to like like swap note like send people messages i think that's kind of a cool idea i think they're being they're managing to do things with that but i want to i want to see what the vita is going to provide what kind of reason it's going to provide people to, to actually carry it around with them and i haven't like i haven't really seen that yet i don't know yeah, what but it's think. kind
3: of a weird place to be you you're not going to have a bigger screen than a tablet and you're not going to have a smaller yeah. form than a phone so you're kind of in the middle the people that want that big screen Would rather probably play on a tablet if there was some way to just control something as complex as Uncharted on a tablet. I guess that's that's where the that's where the purpose is. You can play games that are a lot more complex and involve a lot more twitch actions and a lot more, you know, uh, testing your reflexes on a on a Vita or a 3DS than you would, you know, hammering out on an iPad trying to run and throw grenades and and aim your gun at the same time. It seemed impossible. On a tablet at, at, at this point. But if that's going to be big enough to make either handheld a success remains to be seen. Because the 3DS has been floundering so far and the Vita isn't doing too well in Japan either.
4: Well, I mean, the 3DS, I think, I think the biggest issue was that it just came out. I mean, it was like the DS, the DSi that I don't think people even, I mean, obviously we did. We know what's up. But I think a lot of people really didn't even think about it as a new system. They just thought about it as this year's update to the three to the DS that we all already own, you know. Uh, I don't think people really cared about it. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. Uh, they kind of saturated the market with their DSs every freaking five, you know, everything every year, pretty much. For every two years, they would crap one out.
0: Well, think people are are finally starting to buy the 3DS. I mean, its its sales figures have really picked up. Um,
4: mm-hmm. I mean, it's a nice little system, honestly. Uh, I mean, leave, take or leave the 3D, which is actually pretty nice, I find. But uh, it, it looks like a damn nice little system. Like the, the graphics are very good if you play Mario 3D Land. Some of those textures are really nice. And uh, same thing with the Zelda remake, Zelda 64. Uh, if you go back and look at the original, it's not so pretty these days. And this game actually looks pretty good. So
0: it does look good, and I actually do like the the gyroscopic aiming on the or whatever whatever you call it on the on the you Zelda remake. It, the way that you're able really to. It does really well. Yeah, I mean that's one of the games
4: I've been playing, is Zelda. It works really well, but it doesn't work well with the three D, which is kind of weird. That uh, I don't know. It's true, and I found it's that or I found other, that
0: really. Star Fox three D, sixty four three D, whatever you call it, has that same like gyroscopic uh, aiming. Like you can pilot mm-hmm. the ship by moving the three Ds. But I, I I find the same problem. It, it doesn't work well with the three D. Like whenever I do that, I lose I lose the picture. So I just I just never use it, That control system.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the little window point. you have to to see the 3D is, is is pretty small. I tend to lose it sometimes, just when I'm playing the game, because apparently mm. I ti- I'll tilt my systems. I don't know why I would tilt my systems, but I definitely do. I think I'm trying to look around corners and doing other really stupid things with my primitive monkey brain. But uh, <laughs> every so often, I'll just lose the 3D, and uh, I'm glad they're putting out a stand for Caracarus. So yeah, uh, I was going to mention anymore. that. Yeah, I that's guess that's very nice of them. What we need is a giant head brace. That's what they should put out. <laughs>
5: How about just a a big hookup like the Virtual Boy had? Just exactly.
4: Prop it on the table with <laughs> <laughs> a cone that you stick your face into. Uh, yeah,
0: I think um I think the big issue for the Vita is going to be providing some kind of first party title that will that will get people to buy uh, the Vita rather like sort of like you know obviously Nintendo has with 3ds with Mario. So
4: um, you don't think Uncharted is like a flagship? Sony franchise. Well,
0: I, mean, I think it's a lot of people play it. I think, but it's I think it's more popular among like hardcore types of players. I, th- I think that's going to get people to, to buy it. Well, at least people who own a PS3 are going to buy it because of Uncharted. But as far as the general public, I don't know if that's going to get people to. I I know that, of course. Because the PSP never really found that type of game in the United States, right. and that's why it never you know, really caught
3: I'm a, on. I'm a fan of a lot of Sony-published games like God of War and uh, and Uncharted. I think they're, they're some of the best games out there now. Oh, definitely. But maybe there 's some kind of friendliness factor this is really unscientific i I just glanced at <laughs> a, I glanced at a Facebook page for a second, but somebody had brought up somebody had brought up um, what are your favorite games from like ten years ago or something, and all these people said crash bandicoot crash bandicoot and, and those types of what? games yes, really and do you think that maybe I mean Sony has a little big planet I mean do you think it 's just missing some kind of feel good mascot because Kratos you know and no, and um, Nathan Drake's kind of bland looking. Yeah, they're just, not. They're
0: not that. Do they just up, need
3: some some kind uh, of cuddly, franchise? It's a guess. little, just a little um, touchy feely or something. What's keeping Sony in third place? They
0: certainly tried to do that with Little Big Planet, but I, I don't think that ever really caught on the way they hoped it would.
4: I don't know, if if people only really like good video games, I don't think I don't think this would be an issue. But I mean, there's obviously something more at play than just that. I think Sony has been making very smart decisions with their. First-party publishers, I I really like the way that they – I don't know if they forced them to or if every single publisher has kind of decided to do this on their own, but they they haven't been using their old IPs. It seems that every generation they make up new IPs, Mm -hmm. and uh, they end up getting better and better, except for Ratchet & Clank, which is the same game every time amazingly enough, but it's still a really good game, but it's the same game every time. But isn't that time. kind
3: of what I'm talking about? Like, Ratchet and Clank is successful generation after generation, and what is it? It's That's just... the
4: exception, though. That's the exception to the Sony rule. They, I mean, they, they made the Sly Cooper people switch over to Infamous. They made uh, Crash Bandicoot switch over to Uncharted. I don't know if they made them. Again, I'm just making this up. Uh, Santa Monica just kept <laughs> going with God of war. As you have inside information, people. of yeah. course. Just, just yes. pretend.
3: Just
0: will get an exclusive. <laughs> it's not my ass and... information.
4: Podcast but exclusive, a... everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's a smart move. And it's also a smart move for them to have gone with uh, U.S. publishers and people who are not Japanese publishers to make their, their, uh, the majority of their titles, which has paid off huge because obviously Japan just can't make games anymore. But um, at least giant blockbuster HD games. So I, I really like everything they've gone with. Uh, but it, doesn't, it does seem like they're in third place. And not for any good strict video game reason. You know, if we were just going by the quality of video games and even by exclusives, like, what's exclusive on the 360? Like, I love my 360. Don't get me wrong. Gears of War. Gears, of, Gears War. of War. That's it. And Halo. And Halo. Yeah. Oh, who cares? That's the same game. Halo is pretty, pretty, really. <laughs> pretty much dead as a franchise. <laughs> but Halo, Halo has been in its death throes for so long now. I can't even believe people. It's like it's like when Soul Calibur 28 comes out. It's like, who gives a shit? Soul Calibur? Really? That was cool, like this a Dreamcast. A, and that's yeah. it.
3: And that's what I wanted and to know. Where is Sony going to fit in here? Because... I I I mean the first E3 I went to, which was in 2002, um, Sony was the smuggest company of all time. Oh my gosh! The console so wars. This was like a year after yes. uh, the systems came out, and they're the like, console HD wars over start
2: until we say it does.
3: And now they're, now they're licking their, now they're licking their wounds. But now we're looking at, we've got, we've got portable gaming on our phones and tablets. And now we've got a Nintendo system. And now we've got a, we've got a Sony handheld system. And the Wii U is coming out this year. And there's going to be another Xbox and another uh, PlayStation um, um, successor. This just seems untenable that we, we can have these three, you know, three ways to, you know, these three distinct ways to game going forward that you know do we really need three systems and what's going to happen with that
0: well of it's course at Wii some U point Apple
3: is, guaranteed I think yeah they, by the end of the year they're saying nice. they're, they're going to have it or in stores that okay. thing too, at
0: some point Apple's going to release their Apple TV that they've talked about at, at, you know, at length at least Steve Jobs talked about it a lot it was kind of like his last puzzle you know trying to figure out some way to sell an Apple TV product uh, but at some point, I think people are expecting Apple to come out with some kind of, um, you know, set top box that'll that'll integrate like games and uh, and movies
2: and and TV and everything. And, the latest, um, the latest Roku does that. Like you can play You Don't Know Jack and uh, Angry Birds and stuff like that with the. Ooh. I think it's the <laughs> Roku three generation or something like that. Wow, I don't have so, it, it, but
4: all you really need to do you need you need Apple TV to to fuck on live. And then you're going to have something incredible <laughs> that will kill everything else in the world.
0: Oh, yes. Honestly. Um, yeah, but I, I'm sort of expecting that. I think these other consoles, I think Sony, Nintendo, uh, and uh, Microsoft are going to have to come up with some kind of anticipatory well, we, answer to to that, to yeah, whatever Apple we're, does
3: What we're because. doing is we're looking forward into, to 2012 in this podcast and looking forward... It kind of reminds me of what I've always thought, and I've heard actually somebody say this this week on TV – they said the problem with, uh, problem with things today is everybody wants to be, and we're proving it by doing this podcast, everybody wants to be in the show and nobody wants to be in the audience nowadays. Everybody wants to be, you know, the, the main person, the, the one that people come to. But so Sony's, Sony does not want to be just go, you know, go the Sega route and just be a, a publisher and a game developer. They want to control the hardware. Microsoft, of course, wants to control the hardware. Nintendo, uh, be, which, I would have told to go away before the week came out. I said, you know, it's lost. You're never going to catch Microsoft and Sony. They, they turned it around a little bit for themselves financially, but it, it, it just can't happen. It can't happen going forward that, you know, we're going to have one way to watch movies, Blu-ray, as far as, you know, physical media. And then we're going to have three different, we need three different boxes next to our TV to play all the games that are coming out. It just seems stupid to me.
0: Who's going to, yeah. who's going to fold? Who's going to fold Nintendo, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> I,
4: I'm hoping the Wii U is a return to form, to be honest. like I make fun of Nintendo all the time, but it's only because I love them, and I want them to to, to put on a stronger show. And I'm kind of hoping the Wii U is that stronger show.
3: If they just concentrated on making games, though, imagine how much better the yeah. world would They're, be. I mean, it would be so strong, much brighter out there. Point.
4: The strong point is that they make excellent games. They I do and can deny that.
0: I see this a lot like with reviews for Skyrim and... Um, and a lot of the big titles, AAA titles, were coming out this past season. A lot of people were complaining about how buggy they were. You know, obviously Skyrim's a massive game, so it's sort of understandable that it would be buggy. But um, all these first-party uh, games have these problems with you know polish and, and bugginess. And, and traditionally speaking, Nintendo games first-party. Uh your first party games at least just don't really have those types of problems. So I mean say what you will about Nintendo, but they, they do have a certain level of polish and um well,
4: Sunshine was buggy garbage for the record. Oh. And uh so Uncharted has Twilight been, Princess. Uncharted is polished so much that it I, I can I don't even have the the metaphor for this. But uh there's a lot of first party stuff that is this is very, very well done. Uh, I agree I'm, that Skyrim is a buggy mess, but let I me. Mean. I'm interested
3: in hearing if, if you guys could have your way, who would, who would drop out of the, of making hardware? And, uh, I mean, if we huh. had one, one person, I mean, one company making hardware and then the other two big companies go to being just publishers and developers, uh, do you just want the Xbox going forward or, um, I-
2: I, I would say Sony make hardware, Microsoft handles, their online, and Nintendo just makes games.
3: Perfect yes. answer. That's, I hate to sound yeah. like John
2: McLaughlin, but that
4: that is exactly yeah, right. That's what I was
2: going to say. Yeah. I was going to say a
4: combination of the three. But I, I don't think Sony does a good job of making hardware. I think they always make really they, weird to program hardware. They do it at the second or third revision. really but... shitty UI. I don't <laughs> know. Well, that, that's the thing. Is
5: Sony, Sony does good hardware design but they don't really know how to use it and to design software that developers can then use their system for. Right. That's, I mean,
4: that's just always been Microsoft's strong point was that they, they make very easy to program for platforms with a lot of features. The problem with
0: Sony, too, is that they have so many divisions, you know, kind of working across purposes. They have, I mean, they have the Sony movie division. They've got the computer entertainment you know they've got the you know console developers obviously
3: let nintendo make the the controllers
0: look no. nintendo what? can make nintendo handheld to... game
5: or they, they can make handheld devices just let them go ahead, and they keep making, like, the 3DS and whatever with that. <laughs> they Just can, drop they out can, of the fucking they can console. Innovate, they can
3: innovate hardware, but they don't need to make it. They can, I mean, because they've come up with some amazing ideas, and they're, they've are they always been very creative with that. But they don't really need to make the hardware.
4: I wanted to have an episode about peripherals, because I think Nintendo is probably the biggest offender in this field. Uh, now we're talking about innovation. Nintendo is really good at making something up, putting it out being like this is the greatest shit ever nobody buys it and they drop support immediately and it <laughs> dies and that's what they've done since that's what they've done since rob the robot since rob the robot the very first thing they ever made they've been making bullshit that splits the market and then is fucking put to death a month like, later like like that's part of the problem is because nintendo makes makes or
5: designs their consoles around their games, except that the consoles themselves don't actually have anything fucking special. It's just the controller. Like, they made that wacky fucking N64 controller, I like which N64 worked pretty controller. good for some, for their games. Yeah,
4: if you play Mario 64, the controller made sense. Like, right, right away. You're like, yes, this controller is great, but if you didn't play Mario 64, if you played some other third-party game, you would be like, this controller is whacked the fuck out.
5: Yeah, and it was like, I mean, even the same thing with, I mean, I like, there are a number of aspects about the Wiimote that I do like. One of the no, things I hate nothing. about it, though, is the button layout on the actual Wii Wiimote itself, because there's right. games that take a lot of buttons, and if you have to reach down and push one and two, and then reach back up and hit, like, A or the cross pad, I don't remember, there was some game I was playing where you had to, like, switch between a lot of the different buttons on there, but
4: and there it's really fucking long?
5: uncomfortable.
4: My yeah, thumb is it, eight inches long, so I, the Wii Remote <laughs> makes perfect sense when I play it. It's laid yeah. out for human hands,
5: except it's not. It's garbage. Right, but but yeah. even there, like the entire the entire point of uh, the console is a controller add-on. That could have just have been slapped on on the PS3 and the 360, which did then get slapped onto the PS3 <laughs> later on.
4: Well, you know what it was? It was it was Nintendo going for the casual market, saying our games are going to be simpler. Our games are only going to require a controller. Like you remember, you remember the Nintendo controller when we were when we ruled the world and we were really big. That's all you're going to need to play is two buttons. You can play games with two buttons. And then the game sucked ass. And then they wanted real games on the system, and we're like, well, we're kind of fucked now. Let's make a classic controller, and I, let's make the Nunchuck, and let's make yeah. all this other stuff. I know stuff.
0: that a lot of people complain about the, the Wii mode and the Wii motion controls uh, justifiably, but I think the reason why it was so successful is because it was so easy for the common, um, you know, the casual oh, player definitely. to grasp. Yeah. I mean, That's how it I, made remember, money. Definitely. I remember listening, I mean, this is sort of unrelated, but I listened to the Adam Carolla podcast the other day, and he was talking about, and he, he's a casual uh, type of uh uh, player, you know, talking about the one time that he tried to actually buy a video game, where it was like a Pearl Harbor. It was probably like a Call of Duty uh, game or something, that, from what he was describing. And like the idea was, he wanted to try to, you know, buy it so he could, uh, you know, defend, uh, you know, some ship in Pearl Harbor, and, like get get behind the guns and shoot down Japanese zeros as they were coming in. And he couldn't even figure out how to get out of his bunk before it uh, was firebombed. You know.
3: Let me pause here first. Let me let's pause here for a second. Um, you, we're not actually all in the same room, and um, uh, Eric's Eric's feed just kind of cut out for the rest of us now. But I hope when the podcast is published, you'll hear everything he said. So we're going to sound like idiots, uh, just laughing and saying the Japanese got him, and it's not going to make sense to anybody. But. Yeah, I'm
4: used to <laughs>
3: But um, you were, what was your point about um, Adam again? I'm sorry, because you kind of cut out for us. Okay. <laughs> and as we watch Eric's soul ascend into heaven, we'll take a moment of silence.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, so what was, uh, anyway, uh, getting back on track, the, the Wii U, uh, wasn't the big thing that they showed, I think they're going to do a, a, a re-unveiling of the, of the uh, Wii this year. Because of the Wii U. Because last year, uh, I think their big th- their big show seller, the big show stopper was, we're going to have games that are coming out soon on the Wii U. But those games have come and gone. And I don't think anybody gives a shit about them anymore. Like, they were like, we're going to have Assassin's Creed
2: Revelation. Or, or they Wii, were like, we're going to have Ninja Gaiden 3. And then they showed 360 versions.
4: Right. They're like, we're going to have all these games. And then we're like, okay, that's pretty cool, Nintendo. And then all those games have come out. And now it's going to be the next year. And I really don't think anybody gives a shit about those games anymore. But well, you know what like-
3: Nint- Nintendo is cooking some awesome first-party stuff. They just don't want to show it yet because they want the big E3 reveal with Miyamoto on stage smiling and, and all that. So we're, we're going to get something Miyamoto. really uh, exceptional, I'm sure, from Nintendo this year.
5: But but again, like I think I think that kind of perpetuates the whole thing of they're introducing an entire new console, which is really just a controller. Because even though it's more powerful than the current stuff, it's going to be shown up in like a year. And but isn't you're...
4: it, I mean, don't you just use like one of the tablets and then the other three, this from what I remember, this could have yeah. changed, and the other three are just the fucking Wiimote again? Yes. Is that real? Yeah,
5: uh. that's, that's real and it's it, completely fucking pointless.
4: It's it's again limiting the kind of games that are available on the system or, or crippling those games by forcing them to use the fucking Wiimote again. It's just horrible. Why would you do that?
3: I guess Nintendo's just really proud and they want to be in control of their hardware and it's just going to keep going until it's absolutely not, uh, feasible for them to continue as a console manufacturer. They at really which point I, I do hope base. they throw their support be, be, be behind Sony, um, the other Japanese console maker and, uh, just get to the they business of would. making the, some of the best games of all time. Yeah. So says the fanboy.
4: Cause like the GameCube controller kind of sucked. Right, like yes. I didn't like it too well, much. It was kind of shitty.
5: It was a definite step up from the N64 controller, but it was it was awkward. Like the the analog sticks on, uh, particularly the right analog yeah, the stick. Yeah, C, C stick. stick, was stick. Weird. That thing was garbage. Yeah, and then you know um, the
4: Z button, like in Zebra, the Z button was the worst oh, button yeah. ever, ever. And then the tr- I don't know. I didn't like it all that much. I prefer yeah. the. the the PlayStation 1, they haven't even touched it for like 10 years. That's cool. You know, it works. The 360 one is almost perfect in my eyes. Yeah, the, the D-pad 360 sucks. one is, is How hard is great. it to make a real D-pad? Is it like super patented technology so nobody can ever make a D-pad again? <laughs> Sega
3: should make the D-pads. Suck? Let's Sega yeah, just, make the
5: D-pads. Yeah, just,
4: just port the look. Saturn
5: D-pad onto every new controller ever.
3: Not the original Saturn D-pad, but no. the, the floaty I, I, one.
4: You know what? I think we all have a different... I think we all have different ways of playing games sometimes, so we have different uh, judgments based on, uh, on on the way we play it, what constitutes a good D-pad, because uh, I like the NES controller's D-pad. I'm good with that. I like Sony's because it's separate buttons. It's I don't stick my thumb in the middle of the D-pad and then mash it around to move. I very specifically press buttons when I want to get things done. So well, I like how do you those do a D-pad. dragon
3: punch on an NES I pen? don't.
4: I use an arcade <laughs> stick because I'm a fucking barbarian. <laughs> Technically, you
3: are though. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the etymology of the word, yes, you are. Anyway, we I won't mean, get that. I mean,
5: that's that. what I do, but that's also why I don't like the NES and the SNES pads because if I want to hit a diagonal direction, then I have to push like two separate you buttons two... that are separated by this chunk of unrelated plastic well, uh, that's sitting you know between what? them. They're
4: not on the NES; they're not separated. It's a, it's a raised thing. You can and, and I'm looking at the Wii uh, or oh the, Wii yeah controller the... plus or whatever this thing is, the one that came with Monster Hunter Try, but uh, it, it works perfectly. Like this is exactly what I want out of a D-pad, and I don't like the way that the uh, that the 360 one is just like a big fat, almost analog stick that you have to have to push around. You know, like I like having very, very uh, like when I want to press a diagonal, I want to make damn sure that I am pressing exactly the diagonal, or exactly to the right, or exactly to the left. And I kind of have issues with the D-pad even when it comes to switching weapons in Gears of War. I'll actually not switch the correct weapon sometimes because I'm not pressing exactly 100% right. I, I haven't had that. I, had I that have. Problem. Well, I'm. Hor- I mean, I guess it's, we just use them in different ways. So I think we all yeah. have a different. Uh, Maybe concept. you're just trying to push it with your face. I think so. I use my balls on the D-pad. Actually, it's not the most accurate, but it feels best. It gets the job done. Yeah. Okay, let's get sleeve back.
0: I guess I started to make the counter argument. <laughs> Before I was disconnected, that some casual people really appeal. It really appeals to them. Really gets them into gaming without having to force them to learn a bunch of
4: buttons. So, but that's that's what gaming is—is is learning a bunch of buttons. I mean, what do you want? Take, I, if you don't want to press I buttons, some I think people it's are to pick a different hobby. That's like fun somebody to date
3: children because you know, you know real dating is too complex. Like you I know? like driving,
4: but it's got these pedals and a fucking stick. <laughs> and, and I think wheel. that's, but I I think think that's why I simplify like, that. I think that's why touch, bit.
0: touch gaming too is, is so popular among so many people because there aren't a lot of controls to learn. I mean, you, you can fling the angry birds just by flicking your finger against the screen. Right. It's, and, you and know, and easy for it. people to learn. And no,
3: I think touch gaming is popular because it, it plays to people just wanting to have something to do at all times because they can't, they can't concentrate on anything anymore. So, I mean, I do it too. I pull my phone out of my pocket. I do oh, yeah. so you know, so this is something that you can do on your phone. If, if, um, if there were a simple home system <clears throat> that uh, was really simple, well, the Wii's kind of
4: simple. It's, it's just and not.
0: I guess that's what the Wii U is going for with its uh, with its crazy touchscreen controller.
4: <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're going to pack more hardware on there. It's going to be more expensive, uh, and at that point, you're probably going to lose the crowd as it is, because I don't think these people. I mean, these people are still playing Wii Sports. You have to understand that these people are still <laughs> playing Wii Bowling. Like, this is what they are playing today. But does, does anybody 20, really play Wii Sports anymore? I, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about even playing play about that. 20, yes. million, 20
3: million people. They do. They
4: do. <laughs> that's still what they're playing. Really? They never bought another game. They never, they never supported any third party. Then They maybe got a Mario game, maybe got a new Super Mario Bros. Wii. That's about it. This is what they play.
5: As someone who works in a nursing home, I can tell you with certainty that there are people who buy Wii for Wii Sports, and that's it. I'm telling you. That's it. Like, like, this is not even just a, oh man, let's make fun of the elderly and people who don't play games. Which like, we should. The elderly actually do, in fact, purchase a Wii and ha- just do, like, Wii bowling. And that's it. That's okay, good for well, the other, other
0: than old people, I guess. Does uh, anybody still play? That, that's
5: the problem, is because, like, the Wii. <laughs> like, I mean, well, what is the only game I purchased for the Wii in, I think, the last year? Monster Hunter. I got oh, a. Yeah. Um, I got sin and
0: punishment, but that's because I got I got a oh, Wii I, I late. Know. Well, yeah, and, but uh, I got
5: that like, like last year, like like last Christmas, you know, before the one we just had. Like it's, you know, I get like my yearly Wii game or two.
0: Yeah,
3: I think this is a good point to segue since we've been talking about Nintendo for the last ten minutes. Um, <laughs> talking about to PC talk gaming, about, I want to talk about some of the games that we have to to look forward to this year, and I want to start with the handheld ones. And Nintendo's got. Three, I think, significant releases, and they're all they're all old franchises that started you know generations ago. And uh, um, in one case, in, Kid Icar- in the case of Kid Icarus, we haven't seen much of that uh, series at all since yeah, it's been the like NES a, games. It's,
4: it's going to be about a year since I said this show would come out, right? It's it's been pretty delayed. I think of all Nintendo
0: franchises, I think Kid Icarus is probably the worst. I mean, I, I've never really liked what? Kid Icarus as a game. Oh
4: my god.
0: Yeah, I... No, I mean, honestly, like...
4: I'm finished. Kid Icar-
0: I remember Kid Icarus... This
3: anti-Greek bias. Kid Icarus comes, and Metroid out. came gonna, out gonna...
0: at about the same time. They both had those silver boxes.
3: You know what? I'm getting the and... Greek Defamation League on you because <laughs> I, I've, I've had enough of this.
0: No, but honestly, like, Kid Icarus, like, playing through that first level, just like the underworld, trying to get through all those bottomless pits, and then when you finally make it to the dungeon... Like you run into that that eggplant wizard who turns you into a yeah. freaking eggplant.
4: That guy's a freak.
3: And prick then
0: I I hate turns that turns
3: into musaka.
0: And like <laughs> and you know the, the, they always regenerate. So even if you get past them, you have to come. You, you know you have to go back to the pool or whatever that'll turn you back to uh, or the I guess the doctor who changes you back to a human being. And then you have to go back. You have to go through that same room again. And so dodge
4: just fucking eggplants.
0: But they're so I mean don't get hit. <laughs> it's that just.
5: Contra sucks.
0: They really keep shooting annoying. bullets at I'm me. Not sure I could, I'm not saying I couldn't get past it, but it was just annoying. It was not fun. It was not fun know, the, the way other games were. The Nintendo worst part of
4: Killikos is, is the very beginning, the very first stage. If you can make it through that first stage, you can start buying power ups that make the game significantly easier. Yeah. So it's just that first stage where your arrows have no range, you have no shield. And that's the other part. It's, pro- it's really rough. I mean, but that then it opens up. That part like, it's pretty good.
0: sucks. It, it's just so. Comparison to other Nintendo games, it's it's just not that great.
4: It was like it was like the first Nintendo game. They all sucked back then. Well, I said Mario. It was Brothers, not the first Nintendo all game, time.
0: though. I mean, it was Nintendo been out for a couple couple years, and you know, at comparison to something like Metroid, I mean, it just doesn't compare. I mean, which Metroid looked
3: like on the same day or something.
0: Metroid, I think, is in a different league than Kid Icarus. That's why no, we Metroid haven't seen any some, other Kid uh, Icarus games. To me, it's,
3: it's maybe the best game of all time. But
0: well, yeah, um, I just Kid
3: Icarus, I think. The, uh, you're getting hung up on what Kid Icarus was in nineteen in the late 1980s. Well, sure. I think uh, I've only played the flying parts of Kid Icarus, um, and they're fine. They're they're functional. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing that I'm going to write home about. But I, I'm still hopeful for the game as a whole.
0: I think, in general, the, the the horizontal scrolling stages of Kid Icarus are a lot better than the than the vertical stages <laughs> because of that that bottomless pit problem. Um,
4: yeah. I, you know, I it was rough. I'm not gonna lie. The game was hard. It I, was hard. I do. But it I do like easier after the first yeah. stage.
0: I do like the fact the that Kiddergros had a credit card power up that you could <laughs> you could use to buy something on credit, and then you'd have to you couldn't buy anything else. And until you, would you, pay you paid pay it off. off. Were, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea, and wish I wish more games would uh, try to uh, try to employ that mechanic. <laughs> So I thought that was
3: kind of fun. But, but you, see, you see, this is Nintendo's strengths. Nintendo has just made this empire of good feelings, and they just need to keep making these games, and they need to get out of the get out of the hardware business. Are they still doing? Are they still in the playing card business? <laughs> Did they leave the playing cards? card business? I don't know. Uh,
4: they, you can buy some Hanafuna cards from their website from that Nintendo Club. Thing. They
3: should leave the hardware business too. As much as I love them, and just just make games, just make games and. That's what really makes memories. I mean, some people remember consoles fondly. I love the Dreamcast and and whatnot, but the games are r- really your strength, and that's what's going to keep you. This is going to keep you in in history, and they should just do that. Well, so they've got
0: just as long as I can play Nintendo games with a cross pad, and I don't have to download them and play them on a touchscreen iOS device. Uh, I think that's okay. I, I don't ever want to see that happen. You know, where I have to where I have to download them and play them with a with a shitty touchscreen interface.
4: I don't think controllers are going anywhere as long as they keep <laughs> as long as companies keep proving that touch motion controls are garbage. I mean <laughs> controllers are here to stay.
0: In the in the past year I I mean I've sort of embraced Apple devices the way I never have, you know, cuz sort of cause the iPad I use it for work all the time. But I just never want to live in a world where I have to you know, where I have to rely on touchscreen devices. Well, for uh, telepathy for that type and the
3: Holodeck thing. are coming, so I'll just know. I'll hold out <laughs> for that. We're going to leave controllers behind.
4: Yeah. And and eventually the technology might be good enough to support something without buttons, but... I don't can, know.
3: Can you imagine playing Luigi's Mansion and you on a holodeck, and you actually have a little vacuum apparatus? Speaking
4: of Luigi's Mansion, does anybody give a fuck? Even like the <laughs> I, tiniest? I, I don't. Of all I, I don't care about, about Luigi's series?
0: Mansion, really. No. Um, Paper Mario, was, maybe slightly more. It was, more an, it was of like a, of a good, good launch title for the 3DS. It
4: was like it was like the the pilot wings for the GameCube. It was like the fucking tech demo that they that they just made up, you know, just to show the lighting effects and just show this, and they just slapped a quick little story on it.
0: Maybe if they could integrate kind of some kind of AR aspect uh, to Luigi's yeah. Mansion, make it use it to suck up ghosts. In, you uh, know what? At
4: first, I was kind of like, I was like mad about Luigi's Mansion. I, I think I bought it because nothing else was out. And eventually, the story does kind of tie into the main Mario series a little bit, like when you start seeing booze and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I, I figured it was just this completely out there game that had nothing to do with anything. But they do kind of bring it back towards Nintendo franchises near the end. So it, it was kind of a neat progression. And I guess it's almost like a little adventure game you play, so it's kind of all right, I guess. I don't know
3: if it's good or bad that I keep coming to this theme. It might be annoying or it might be brilliant. I don't know. But do you annoying. think that if if Nintendo stopped making oh my god hardware, <laughs> they could they could innovate more as far as making up some new? So we <sighs> don't have a Luigi's Mansion. They they make up a new character, a new world, a new something new that's on the level of of Mario and Metroid? Or do you think having to make this hardware and all these problems they're having with keeping the third parties happy, it's keeping them making these same very, very safe games? Well, you
0: know, I think... I don't, know about I don't know about that, but I wanted to mention talking about titles that are coming up in, in 2010, portable titles. Uh, we have.
3: I'm just going to totally no-sell my question.
4: And- yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, no, no, I, I, think, I think related well, to this question, without going on some weird tangent, I, I, do, think that, uh, I do think that Nintendo is uh, – we have brought this up in the past. It's a smaller company than something that's giant and shaman like uh, PlayStation or <laughs> Microsoft. And uh, I don't think they have the R&D budget to to uh, compete directly. I don't think they have the resources in general, so uh, I do think it has been hurting them uh, in the past few generations, because uh, they have been trying to play with the big boys, except for the Wii, where they didn't. They actually gave up, and they made the Wii. But before then, uh, I think even back as far back as GameCube, they, they would make decisions that, to me, just seemed incredibly lazy, but were probably just ways of saving money. Like They're like, oh, big announcement, we're going to use the same Mario model throughout all of our Mario games. And you're like, big announcement? That sounds like bullshit. You know, I don't want to see exactly the same Mario in every game. And they did. They had the same Mario model in, like, Mario Party. And I don't even know what other garbage games came out that had Mario in it that I didn't buy. But, you know, it, it just, there's just a lot of decisions I that I do think they, they do make based on their budget. I do feel this very strongly. They have no support... Physical evidence, nothing to to back this up, but I do very strongly feel that a lot of the decisions are made because of uh, some sort of budget constraint or uh, something similar to that.
3: Okay. Which brings us to Paper Mario
0: 3DS. (laughs) (laughs) How? What? So Paper Mario 3DS. um, Good game for 3D, I suppose. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah, I think uh, it seems like it's tailor-made for that. Um. Especially, with, especially after seeing what uh, Super Mario 3D Land managed to do with platforming and using the 3D in creative ways. I, I think that Paper Mario could probably do even more in that area, uh, like even more creative stuff. So I'd definitely like to see what they do with that.
4: Oh, oh, really quick. You know what sucks? The analog knob on the 3DS? Has Nintendo ever made an analog stick that didn't have ridges on it until now? Just think about it. I think this is the first one. And you know what? My finger slides off the goddamn thing all the time. <laughs> it's so—it's the smoothest mm-hmm. fucking piece of plastic ever made by man. And you just slide right off it. There's no way you can maintain you it You need forward. to put ridges
3: on your thumb, I think.
4: Maybe. Or maybe stop, uh, stop
0: oiling up your hands every time you grab the 3D <laughs> That's not oil. No, I mean,
4: seriously, look at every other analog stick you use, and then look at this thing. It's, it's so perfectly smooth.
0: I don't know. I haven't had that many problems with it, but I, I can see what you're saying.
4: Well, what games have you played on it that where you really hold a constant direction? I mean, I I I only saw an issue when I was riding apona around in Ocarina of Time because Hyrule Field is giant, and every so often I was like, I I if I keep holding forward, my thumb is going to slide right off. the thumb I got to re I got to reposition, and then apona would lose all her speed, and it was horrible. I
0: guess The one that I used it the most for was Star Star Fox sixty four three D, and uh, I. I you know, I seem to be, do okay
4: with it. I I never found myself as long you direction the... constantly, you're going to be okay. Okay, well, but if you have to hold a certain direction for an extended period of time, point taken, you know. I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah,
6: yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, I know this is not a 3DS game, but I, I think it's a normal, actually a a regular DS game, but uh, Pokemon mm-hmm. Plus nobunaga's ambition have you guys been following this at all
3: no i heard about it on the tnl podcast it's a
0: nintendo Kawaii, or (laughs) is it koi or koi koi it's it's a a, (laughs) it is a crossover uh with uh pokemon and uh and nobunaga's ambition characters and i don't know if you have you guys seen the the publicity shots for this some of the uh some of the characters no, they, been I mean, I've seen so it,
2: but I don't play Pokemon <laughs> enough, and I hate Dynasty Warriors, so... <laughs> well, I mean, this is, um...
0: It, it could be a strategy... <laughs> so, sorry if I spoke a little too loudly there. It's um, your
2: radio it could be, um,
0: it could be, I, I assume it'll be some kind of strategy title. Um, and won't be, a, like, an action, like a crazy action-type game. Like the Dynasty Warriors titles. Yeah. Although that would well, be interesting. It, well, if I were. Nintendo
3: has teamed up with other companies in the past. It's, it's usually turned out well, right? I mean, um, Super Mario RPG was with Square, right? Sin so and Punishment.
2: And Oracle Ages, Oracle Seasons. Yeah. But this makes no
4: sense, <laughs> kind of. This is kind of crazy. And that's the beauty of it. Is it the same audience for both of these games, are they' trying to at
0: I like to see po- the Pokemon franchise being freshened up now and again um, i don 't think black and white did enough to do that, and uh, i don 't know maybe it's, Auto Pokemon it's, this could be uh, an interesting way to spice up pokemon
4: Pokemon is <laughs> <laughs> delicious a delicious <laughs> way of spicing pokemon that 's a different show but i don 't uh pokemon is so horrible Pokemon is the. I, I mean, we make fun of games being the same fucking game. Pokemon is the same fucking game. Like, there's, every it's the single same time. game every time. And I buy it, and I'm like, yay, new Pokemon. And then I start playing, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the same game. Why did I do this? What am I doing with my life? Like, it really makes you just question just playing video games as a
2: whole. Well, I know you bought the one so you could rub your Pokeballs over everybody at PAX that one time.
4: Yeah, that was exciting,
2: I the little Pokewalker. That. Mm-hmm. that was amazing. Uh, oh. I enjoyed that. Occasionally
5: creepy,
4: but yes. <laughs> it's only creepy when I hide in the bushes by the uh, by the elementary school, trying to trade Pokemon with kids. That's,
2: how, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do to get my uh, street pass so I can beat Find Me. You're just going to use Lily? Dude,
4: just wait for Just wait for April. Once we go to PAX, Find Me is going to blow up in oh one day. Oh my gosh, and you're be with
0: done.
2: all the a oh, boxes wow. and the
0: PAX stuff? Oh yeah. I can only imagine what that would be like.
2: Well, you see, there's a lot of people who are going to get together, and they like video games. They'll well, probably I have a mean, 3DS. Literally,
0: I can put it together. You're,
4: you're in a place where they have shitty anime conventions all the time, right? I well, mean, no, I mean, just...
0: uh, in in my area, I well, just don't get a lot of action from um,
4: yeah. StreetPass.
0: So, Period. Like, no, that like... was the other
4: sentence. But... <laughs> More than one. <laughs> no, but, but I'm talking about Chucks. Like, you can just go to an anime convention. You don't have to go to the actual horrible thing. You can just hang out like, hang at out. the lobby of the nearest hotel and you will just destroy Find Me in one afternoon. I don't I don't need it that bad, though, I don't think. <laughs> Bring Lily, she'll have fun. The, uh, the hats, the the hats are pretty nice,
2: though, from, uh, that you get from Find Me. Is, 5
3: is this a Pokemon game, or is this a Koei game? I mean, what what is the play? I, I've never heard of this game It's a for. game that
2: none of us are in the market for, so we didn't read up on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've,
4: only, I've only seen art. I've only seen posters and concept art.
0: Um, so yeah, who knows? I want to see what they do with it. Like, I have no concept of what it's going to be like. Um, you know, if, you know, if, if these, uh, if the Pokemon are going to like lend their powers to the different, uh, uh, to the different leaders, (laughs) In some way, or um, you know, well, uh,
4: the, the only time I ever saw the last time I read anything about Nabunaga's ambition. Uh, uh, fuck, the last time I read anything about Nabunaga's ambition was back in Nintendo Power when I was like ten years old. That was the last time I ever read. Oh those my gosh, when was on NES and it's, even cared about it. Right, so I don't even know what the series plays like in the slightest.
0: I tried to play D- Dynasty Tactics on uh, PS2. I think that's really the only time I tried to get into it. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't have much experience with the series, but, I, you know, maybe this will be my entry point. If this will be a way to get me acquainted with the reacquainted or acquainted for the first time with the, uh, Nobunaga strategy series.
4: And I don't know anything about, uh, is this a place in feudal Japan? I don't know about Japan's history. I don't know what they call these people. Are they generals or samurais or whoever they are? But um, they're not going for a realistic <laughs> style here. It looks like all, all these uh, Japanese people are dressed up in very iconic uh, outfits that match the color and maybe even the abilities of the Pokemon that they're going to be paired with. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm also
0: curious on. as to what the backstory is going to be that, that sort of links <laughs> up the Pokemon with the, uh, with the Japanese uh, leaders. I'm hoping for a
4: portal, like a, a la the new Smurfs movie, and the <laughs> other horrible movie that shoehorns in uh, this kind of storyline. I'm hoping for
2: that The instruction manual is just going to be a picture of Exhibit, and it says, hey kids, we heard you like Pokemon with your <laughs> Nobunaga's Ambition, so we Pokemon do Nobunaga's Ambition.
3: <laughs> nice. All right, maybe we should move on to uh, console titles.
2: Uh, yes, let's move on.
4: <laughs> well, you know what? We didn't talk about Microsoft. We talked about Sony. We talked about... Nintendo, we didn't talk about Microsoft's plan for the future. Is that because they have none aside from Connect, <laughs>
3: which is like <laughs> connect will rule every part of your life?
4: Are they making a didn't, did I hear this wrong? I think they're making a Connect for Windows PCs? No, no. Is that correct? It, the
2: the software development kit comes out, I want to say very soon, like February soon.
3: But are are they
4: putting out like an actual Connect for your desktop?
3: Yeah, Connect is going to be supposed to be a big thing. You're supposed to be like driving your car with Connect in five years. It's they've got a what lot of big plans. for
2: this. But you, can, you can use the Connect that you already have, or I guess I'm the only person that has it. That I can can have. Can you set up your desk and have
4: a Connect on your desk, and it actually knows what you're doing? Because that thing needs like a football field to work.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but people have been doing that for a while. Like whenever you see all those Connect hacks, it was because it was only a hack Mm -hmm. because there was no software development kit for it. So now you know Microsoft is saying, "Hey, here's the tools. Go nuts." Right. Well, what I heard was that they
4: were doing like like, a brand new Connect, like for your desktop that can register things, and I think it's going to be more expensive. Even it just sounds bad all around. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I thought I read somewhere that they were going to try to unify Windows 8 with uh, Xbox Live, or that there
2: was going to be some integration. Well, of... it's all it's all their Metro desktop design, the um, the tiles and everything.
4: Let's talk about that UI for a second. I mean, that's cool <laughs> for a phone. Oh, now that we're not talking, you now fingers? that we don't have the UI podcast, let's talk about on, it. On the <laughs> now that we don't have that discussion, but. It... On the 360, it sucks. It's not it's that good. Terrible. It's
3: horrible. I'm not an artistic person, but even I know that that's just crap.
4: Well, I like the
0: way the interface um, makes it easy to find people who are looking for games,
4: I guess. Um, that is, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's more of a feature that they could have implemented into any of their older interfaces that they didn't really need to make. That's very little true. Squares for but that is a nice addition. You're 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 correct. I do like the way that you can set up flags, like looking for anyone that wants to play this game. And that, you know, let's go. Yeah.
0: So the beacon idea is good, and I I I do like Definitely. the like I've always liked the total integration, the, like the way that it's nice to have been able to integrate all the different messaging and achievements together. But I I guess the old <laughs> the old interface did that as well. So I, yeah, I don't know.
4: The Vita is gonna have tabs like the 360 that's always exciting and you can have uh conversations with people you can you can start up parties and you can talk to each other with the mic and then you can go back into your game and play the game while you're talking to somebody on the vita when are they when are they going to figure that out on PS3 uh, well they can't they tried it's because they fucked up from the start because they're bad at planning hardware like i was talking about before they uh, you you know what the issue with that is, right? Like they just fucked up for the beginning, and a lot of the original games can't have this put back into it because they don't have the uh, memory allocation for for hosting a UI version of uh, cross party chat. So because some older games just cannot support it, even though all newer games could have supported it after a certain point, uh, a lot of game companies, uh, including EA and other big pussies, would complain that. This would make their games look inferior to other games that could support Well, I mean, chat. if
2: you look at the way that Microsoft recently turned off old live, you know, that it's something they should probably do because it's going to be better in the long run. But this far along with PS4 coming out, God knows whatever, it's probably just something they should say no, for the next one. Yeah,
4: it's these are things they need to fix the way they update their uh, software, which was goddamn miserable on the PlayStation 3 they need to fix the way they had uh they didn't have cross party chat or any of the other features that live pioneered so many years ago and i think they have addressed those things directly with the PlayStation Vita which means that they are a learning computers so i do have hope for the future
0: well, let's talk about some more um, anticipated titles in 2012 look at this list here that we've got um, Diablo 3 is definitely the biggest name, I think, yeah. here. I think that's of interest to everyone on this podcast.
4: I think the best part about the um, Diablo 3 is that we're finally going to quit Warcraft when it comes out. Like, there's no <laughs> argument anymore to ever play Warcraft once that game comes out. That's the most exciting thing to me.
0: Yeah, and um, I guess there was some discussion of it being released um, in in March. I think uh, Best Buy, some Best Buy stores were like putting up signs. like but
4: They don't know. But yeah, they of course, that.
0: they don't know anything about it. But
4: unless you hear Blizzard say something, they don't like all these places have uh uh placeholder dates, you know, and they get
2: moved around. I, I guarantee you we we will have a release date for that for E three and no earlier.
4: That's coming out like yeah, that's coming out like twenty it's Blizzard. That's coming out like twenty summer twenty thirteen. I don't think Blizzard usually goes to E three. I think um, um
0: well, interesting,
2: you know, something. interesting yeah, piece of Blizzard news I heard about
0: there. the uh the online auction house is apparently uh uh, apparently, Blizzard's running into some problems with the rating uh, the rating boards in South Korea. Yeah, in,
4: in Korea, because oh,
0: yeah. uh, I guess because there's gambling involved in the in the online auction houses, I think they were well, having I some problems it, with the rating kind of, system.
4: I don't, I don't think it, think it is well. gambling. It's it's an actual it's an auction house, so it's it's like an auction. That's not really gambling. Well, but I, obviously it's not. But somehow it clashed with their with their laws about online gambling. And uh, it made them remove the online auction house from from the uh, upcoming South Korean release, which I know they were not happy about. Because now these, these people are still going to steal our accounts. Like, I thought we were going to get to a point where they didn't have to steal our accounts. But now that they're not going to have the online auction house, they obviously are still going to have to steal our accounts so they can keep uh, farming gold with our accounts and making money in their crazy little sweatshops. So that's bad news all around, I think.
0: Are people still complaining about the online-only aspect of Diablo 3? Are people still bitching about that?
2: I don't I don't think so. That's kind of died down. They should bitch about it, but uh, it, it's such a big
4: game from such a big company that everybody loves that I don't think it's going to end get up away with being it. a big People deal. aren't
2: going to sit there and be like, I'm not going to buy it. And then, you know, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's a
0: big lie. They're all gonna buy it. I think you're right. I think they've got enough pull that they can just make a decision like that.
2: It it reminds me of a picture I saw from a Steam user group called We Are Boycotting Modern Warfare 2 or 3, whatever. There was something (laughs) that they were doing that they didn't agree with, and and the group was tens of thousands big. And you go through every single page of them, and like 90% of them were playing whatever game they said they were boycotting. It was fantastic.
4: Nice. But, I mean, it's kind of shitty. Like, I can imagine... uh, you can not like if you have this on your laptop and you're flying somewhere and you just absolutely cannot play Diablo 3 even a tiny bit you know or you're you're somebody that can bring your laptop to work and ignore work like some people we know and uh you just <laughs> cannot play Diablo 3 at all because you're not connected to the internet that seems kind of weird that seems like a, like a pretty strong negative but uh, honestly I'm going to have it on my desktop and I'm going to only really play it on my desktop at home yeah. so it's never going to be an issue for me but I can see how it's uh... and aren't there countries out there uh, that don't really have, you know, like an always-on internet structure? You know, like well, there's, maybe there's it's that, kind of expensive. There's certain com- stuff. countries that
2: have curfews on the internet. Well, Mizo, I guess,
0: I guess with the countries that matter, it's not a problem. Nice. <laughs> at least the ones to Blizzard, the, the
3: ones that I mean, that they're making a conscious Blizzard.
4: decision here. They're saying that you know. Uh... Is that another shot at Greece? Oh. <laughs> Well, they're making, they're making a kind of decision saying that, like, we are not going to be able to even sell these, this game on certain territories unless they make certain changes to that particular aspect. But uh, do you think they're expecting to make the money back using the auction house? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, that was, and that was Mr. Otado's uh, contribution to the podcast this week. <laughs> to the next week where he will say another word. <laughs>
3: Emphatically.
4: Because
1: <laughs> um, right, the thing is, Blizzard is going to be making a cut. They're going to take a cut from every auction item that gets successfully sold in there. So they're going to be... Right. It's it's obviously they're going to try to experiment with this new pricing model with Diablo 3, and I think they're going to make a lot of money out of it to the point that oh, oh, they, oh, they yeah. look at... They say, okay, we're going to lose these amount of players who, for whatever reason can't play with the with an always-on internet connection, and we're still going to make buckets load of money. So I think they, they looked at the numbers and they're going through with this because they say, we can afford uh, to not have as many people play the game due to some of the uh, unique restrictions because we're just going to make so much money. Or they think they're going to make so much money through uh, uh, they whatever they cut are. they get from the auction house.
0: Of course, you know if if it doesn't pan out, I guess they can always change it. (laughs) They can always come up with some uh, some way to
2: revise their initial plan. Then then there was like somebody accidentally leaked that you know we all heard oh uh, Blizzard is hiring for console developers, but now isn't that pretty much you know they they announced well not announced but somebody said something they shouldn't have saying oh yeah it's coming out for current consoles.
4: Well how is that going to even work on a console? Uh is is Microsoft going to take a bite out of that auction house uh, proceeding well, I don't, I don't think. Sony? I
2: think the console versions will be gimped. Honestly, I mean that doesn't ah. seem like it should be any any why would why would they do that? You know, cuz you can't think of anywhere where any other games have something. Well, you know what? No they don't. Microtransactions all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. But it's different cuz it's won't, it won't be on Microsoft cuz Microsoft won't let users create, you know, there's no user content on Microsoft devices. They, uh,
5: they actually had problems with the whole MMO structure regarding um, the way a lot of those servers were set up. That was actually mm. one of the reasons why TFL. Squaresoft had a very difficult time setting up Final Fantasy Eleven on the three hundred and sixty was because it 's like it 's a separate service that requires the online connection of like the always online connection so it 's like a, a price on top of a price, and Microsoft required them to like jump through a ridiculous number of hoops. And I think that's part of also why they pushed for Final Fantasy 14 to only be on PS3, because they didn't have to jump through the same hoops uh, that they did with Microsoft and putting uh, FF11 on that on that system.
4: You think that's why DCUO is only on PlayStation 3 and the PC as well? No, that's because it's, it's made by made Sony. By Sony Online <laughs> oh. Entertainment. I had no idea because it's it's, it's, a, or it's a not fat made. Chunk it's published. <laughs> okay, got it.
5: Yeah, it's published by SOE. Hmm. Interesting. Why can't I ever get a Mario game on my PlayStation?
3: What's up with that, guys? No, the the guy at GameStop told me you could. Oh, the PlayStation plays it. every game. It, well, you uh, know what?
0: My dad works at Nintendo, and he tells me <laughs> they're making it for Sony I mean, PlayStation. This is
4: stuff that this is stuff that people used to say like years ago, but I have heard recent discussion from from uh, the the masses regarding Mario games on other consoles, and it yes. always blows my mind. It's like. You know, that was acceptable like 20 years ago when it was not cool to play video games and nobody played video games. But now it's like you still don't know. It's like really you still don't know even the basics like Mario, you know, is Nintendo. Like that's that just seems that's like I don't know. It's like saying like, you know, when's the next Looney Tune with Mickey coming out? You're like, come on. Nobody <laughs> watches Looney Tunes you. anymore. What are you 30 years
2: old? Yeah. It's an affront to my being, Mizzo. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, um, let's, talk about, um, let's talk about Bioshock Infinite which is
0: also coming out. People are excited about I this. I have avoided everything for I, that. You know
4: what? I did too. It's, I, I saw the first few trailers, and I'm like, I'm playing this no matter what happens. I didn't even happens, watch those. Didn't no even watch the trailers. No matter what happens, I'm playing this, so I don't even care. I'm
0: very excited about it. I Yeah, I haven't followed too much about it either. I did see a couple of the early uh, videos. I, I saw the, uh, I like the ability to... You know, grab onto those those crazy railings and sort of run your way around the, the city, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style. Chris has a fingers in his uh, ears and he's yelling.
5: I, I know, I'm over here
0: well, like... Yeah, I don't want <laughs> to say too much about it. But, I, but either way,
5: like, like what is this? A discussion from a bunch of people that have avoided info about it? No, I,
0: I mean, I know that... Well, yeah, I hear well, <laughs> that you get to be a guy, and... I was disappointed with Bioshock Overall, I thought it was pretty much the same as System Shock Two, um, with fancier graphics. Uh, and I okay, sorry. A lot of it was just a I I I didn't like the way that it sort of took away the choices that you had to make from System Shock Two, um, and that it was just a whole lot easier. Um, well, you know, I'm gonna right, go like, on
4: record. I'm gonna go on record and say that System Shock Two is not that fucking good. I'm sorry. I I did like oh, it when first disagree, it first came out, but uh, the choices. The choices, choices quote that you can yes. make can fuck you in the end very hard, and uh, I love the way they're set up like garbage where you're going to these different classes at, at Gaylord School, and every one of these classes, the name makes no goddamn sense in relation to what skill you will learn in the end. So you're just going from class to class when you come out, when you graduate, and go to your crazy spaceship. Well, you have no idea what kind of character you're making unless you Mizo, look this up. Previously. all you have to
0: do is look at what the class does to your stats, because every single yeah. one tells you
2: before you can take the class.
4: I don't know. You know what? And then all you do is you're fighting either a zombie or a monkey for ninety percent of the game. It's 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 just not that good. No, that's like that's like the
0: first couple of levels.
4: <laughs> like. No. It's alright. You know what that, that huge reveal with Shodan, that was amazing, mind blowing. I did play the game, I did beat it, I didn't it alert. Back then. But after I played Bioshock, you know what? I, I like the streamlining, I like uh the changes, I like the more accessible version of uh leveling up or powering up. I, I think those are all positive changes. Well, the, I mean, the series. big one
0: of the big problems with Bioshock is, like, at, by the end of the game, you could have every single weapon, every single plasmid. You didn't have to make any choices well, over which ones problem? you wanted.
4: Well, like, why is that a problem?
0: Well, I, well, I think you should have to – you shouldn't – Are you like, I can
4: do so much. This sucks. I have all these abilities. This is horrible.
0: It's
3: really unfair to uh, take marks off of what it's a great game because you're comparing it to another game. Uh, Bioshock was more about the narrative and, and learning this world you were in and, and, and learning what's going on. It was more, it was really a very story driven experience. And then, well, yes, Bio but Shock that Infinite, story was it,
0: just almost the same as System Shock 2. Yeah. I
4: mean, that's you the know problem. What? It was very close. <laughs> like, it was very close. It was
0: a good story, but it it was. I think was done before better was System Shock 2.
4: But luckily, nobody played System Shock 2, so it was like a new story well, everyone true. that matters. Everybody
3: on the TNL forums has played <laughs> System Shock 2. I beg to <laughs> do Exactly.
0: It. Nobody cares about TNL. I think I can TNL. say that everybody got bored of the hacking games and, and uh,
3: doing oh, the Oh, yeah, and,
4: you know what? That, doing that is a huge dream. negative. I will go with you on that.
3: You Couldn't just press. could you just press X to skip them, though?
4: No, eventually. No, you, you press X to Jason. Eventually, you got a plasmid that let you automatically hack things, but that was not too late in the game. And you know what? Like you hack one or two things, you play the little Pipe Dreams game, you're cool. After a while, you're like, I really want to stop hacking things now, but I can't. I can't stop hacking every camera, every vending machine, every fucking robot that shows up. I have to hack it and all. And again,
0: yeah, that that falls into like the the choice problem where you like basically it's essential for, like you have to be able to hack things throughout the entire game. Like you can't really yeah. take the option of not doing that. Like I tried to do it couple different ways, but, like, it never really worked out that way. And, um, yeah, I found that really annoying.
4: Well, I mean, you could screw yourself in System Shock 2. That's what bothered me, is that you could actually screw yourself by picking stupid abilities that did not work out well. The the best way to get around it was to play with that uh, co-op patch that came out for it. Because then you could have, like, the space marine badass dude, and then you could have the super weak scientist guy. And you could have the best of both worlds, playing through the game at the same time, one protecting the other, and it worked really well. I played this with one of my old college roommates, and we had a lot of fun doing it. But if you're playing by yourself, I, I would prefer the uh, open-ended gameplay of uh, Bioshock.
0: I mean, if you were, I guess, if you were really, really stupid about your allocation, like you, you could purposefully fuck yourself in that game. But I think, like, with at least with the lower difficulty levels, like even with like the normal levels. Like, they give you enough modules so that you can... You have enough to do what you need to do in the game. I mean, you can't really make it so that you can't progress in the game.
4: I I think people get frustrated when there are cool things in the game to do that you can't do because of your choices. You know, like, if there's, like, a really cool hacking system, and there's also a really cool combat system, and there's also a really cool something else, people don't really want to play your game three... Your, like, 80-hour game three times to be able to experience the the full thing. They want to be able to jump back and forth they're like maybe i want to stealth through this one mission and then maybe i want to hack my way to the next mission and maybe and i can't really fault somebody for for wanting
0: having spent close to 200 hours playing dark souls with three different characters <laughs> with three different three different builds i i guess i have to disagree with that
4: I guess it makes sense in certain. I mean, in an RPG, it does make sense. And I guess System Shock Two was a, a no, hybrid a, RPG, an RPG. FPS yeah. more than anything. But Bioshock is no longer an RPG. They've dropped all RPG conventions no, and, at that point.
0: And I guess, like, no, I, I, Bioshock. Like, even in spite of the choice that they made, like the the problems with hacking and everything, like, like the whole idea behind the choice of like, you know, you can either kill the little sisters or save them. You know, it and then it giving you, it changing your ending and, and giving you different. But like, obviously, like they they intended that to have more impact. That choice was going to have more impact. But then they, in balancing, they they changed the amount of like atom that you got or whatever, so that to the point where it really didn't matter what you picked. Like, even, no, if he, yeah, even if you decided to save them...
4: If you save them and get the the small amount of Adam, you're going to get those teddy bear gifts later yeah, you on. Still, right, you still anyway, get more bonuses
0: so. that give you the same amount that you would have had. Like, I think you still get... You get marginally more if you kill them. Um, I think but so. But yeah. either way, you still have enough that you can pretty much upgrade everything.
4: You get marginally more erections. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where the... It know.
0: came from killing little girls.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. but... <laughs> You know, Apple's never going to pass this podcast. We've made three, three <laughs> different references about children yeah, since about it started. Just
0: forget it. We'll we'll edit that. Part <sighs> out. Edit the part about <laughs> murder, little sisters.
3: But yeah, Bioshock Infinite is um, it's not really set in the same place as uh, as the previous games, and it's kind of it's kind of a deal where the Bioshock series is linked more by you know, gameplay characteristics and style than it is by an actual story. So this is a whole new narrative and I you know I'm looking forward to to playing it. I d I don't expect everything from every game and Bioshock I hate this phrase, but Bioshock is what it is and I think it does it does what it does. It is what pretty it is. Well.
4: It well, is I can what almost it is. guarantee that, I hate that uh, we all played through Bioshock in slightly different ways. With slightly different plasma combinations becoming our favorites. Yeah, I can almost guarantee yeah. that I did not play the game the same way that that sleeve played through that game. Yeah, I mean, so that, yeah. just, the, just the fact that that is available to you, like, how did you, how did you kill the majority of things? Did you, did you like hide with that hiding thing and then fucking rinse the shit out of the people all the time? Because I loved like the it's, it's been a the while.
0: I also. don't entirely remember, but I like the, I like the like the redirection type of ones, like the the ones that, like the one that. Oh, the decoys create, like, and stuff Yeah, like those and yeah. like misdirections well, stuff like that. You have to like set that. up
4: elaborate traps for the big daddies, right? I think everybody did that. Like you have to set up these I ball just lifts.
3: waited until people stepped in water and then I electrocuted the water. So it took me it took me about 360 hours to be Bioshock.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you just stalk people all day. <laughs> yeah. Now, the big I, daddies were cool. I
3: attempted to
5: play through Bioshock. I was not able to bring myself to do it because I started on the hardest difficulty Chris. level.
4: Well, see, what is, okay. That's I, your I, problem. I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to focus on that for one second. Uh, I know some people in the forums like to do this, specifically Tain, who I do like as a human being, but I have slightly grown to dislike. I still like him as, on a personal level, but as a person who plays video games, I have slightly grown to dislike Tain because of his, uh, compulsion almost that, uh, a game has to challenge him in order for it to be worth his time at all. And, uh, he likes to play games on the hardest settings right off the bat. And he complains when an insane setting is not open from scratch. Now, I think that developers balance that the video too. game. I think, <laughs> I think games are balanced around the normal setting. And, uh, anything else you play is gonna be skewed, uh, against you, obviously. But, uh, to learn the mechanics, to, to experience the game the first time, I really strongly Feel that you should play through on the normal setting just to understand the game almost. Well, I and then once I you're agree. done with that, you can play on the unfair settings. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Yeah, but yeah, I agree To judge with a that. game not on the normal, to judge a game based on the hard settings or to not be able to complete it, I don't know what your problem was to, to beat this well, game. But I, they, they, there's like a lack of ammunition. There's uh, I'll, I'll very you. high damage penalties. Uh, these are all unfair choices. No, no, that's that's fine.
5: It's usually, I mean, generally I play through a single-player game, I finish it, and then it's going to be a long time before I do a second playthrough. Of course. So I usually like to go... It depends on the game, but I will often go for a hard difficulty. There are games when I will just do a normal, especially Mm -hmm. if I'm just playing the game because... I, I just want it as, like, an experience kind of game. Like, I didn't sit down with, like, unslaved and go right to hard. It was like, <laughs> I don't even know how much I'm going to like this. Like, I, I just want right. to play this because I think it looks neat. And I did, and I enjoyed it, and I liked the, you know, the adventure aspects. The combat was not deep or interesting enough for me to go, you know what? I need to play this on a harder difficulty level. You know
4: what? It, it might also just be a developer problem where uh, they don't really know how to handle difficulty modes very well, which is why I have a problem with it. They if don't. There was an, if there was a constant, uh, this should always be a way of changing difficulty on the fly. You should be able to start you, off. On you a hard actually mode can if you in get Bioshock. A... Well, that's, okay, that's well, that's
0: what happened with Bioshock, I think, because I, I don't think I think they made the game too easy. I mean, they, there's so many like Vita chambers that revive you that it's there's that essentially no penalty for dying. So for one right. of the difficulty like the super difficult version they it disables the vita chambers or the vita chambers so like No you have yeah.
4: to you have to go in Which is oh, ridiculous is there, I think <laughs> I think diffi- I know you can always go in and turn that off yourself but I I did finish I finished the game on the hardest setting with the vita chamber off for the achievement obviously because that's what I do. But uh, it was very doable. It's not like it's, you you can save all the time. Yeah, like I, I you guess. Go back I, I guess I are. didn't
0: bother. But, uh, like, I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible to finish the game because you obviously did it. But I just – it didn't feel fun when I tried to do it that way. I mean, I played through System Shock 2 on the hardest setting as a psi power-only character. Yeah. And, and it was no problem. I mean, like – well, it was difficult to do, but I, I did OP, manage though. to do like, it.
4: I tried playing with, with, like, projectile weaponry, and it kind of sucked after a while, but the sci weapons were really nice.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, they're a lot of fun to use. But um, Yeah, and, and I think that goes to your point, where I think, like, you really have to play through the game on normal difficulty in order to get a sense of how the the game works, and how the mechanics well, yeah, work if, in if, order if to do it. If were
4: better at doing difficulty, if, uh, if hard mode didn't just mean there's less ammo, you take more damage, the enemies take longer to kill, if it was more like everything is smarter, you need more strategy, or like if it was something tangible, AI. where yes. yeah, if, you're a, yeah. if you're a better player, yeah. then or, or you need a higher set of skills to be able to make it through, then that would make sense. But it's not. It's always just unfair. Like, you take more damage, or they take more bullets to die, or there's just less ammo, or it's always... A negative it's never a, a positive change in the difficulty i, well,
5: feel. I mean that then that, that's the, kind of goes back to the type of game for when i choose those like i'll usually do them with first person shooters where they have headshots because it's like okay if i hit them in the head it is a one hit kill regardless of difficulty so i'm just up right. against tougher opposition like you know, they may not have that. different ai to, to right point. yeah and and a lot of first person shooters will do that but then if you've got something like Devil May Cry where Devil May Cry you have to go through like three difficulties of all they're doing is increasing enemy health bars and damage levels yeah. and nothing else changes and then they eventually start getting to like the interesting stuff like i don't i don't have the patience to go through those or like God of War <laughs> like the harder levels in God of War are just hey everything has more health like boy i've done all
4: of those and that's you're right it's not, it's, yeah, like, God. Of, like I remember Dante Must Die mode in the first Devil May Cry, it would take you, you would do, like, your huge combo, you would just open up on a boss, devil trigger, and you would see their health just slowly drain away, their giant health meter just oh so slowly drain away, like, just the tiniest bit, and they punch you twice and you're dead, and you're like, yeah. oh god, I have to do this for an hour, don't I?
5: Like, God of War literally put me to sleep during a fight, because nothing could hurt me. <laughs> And I was comboing these things, and they kept coming, and they just kept dying, but it took them so long to die, and I was doing these combos, and I just started thinking about other things, and I'm, like, looking around the room, and I just kind of drifted off, and I actually, like, passed out for a minute and woke up and was like, oh, I'm getting hit. God of
4: War is is heart-pounding action from the beginning to the end, Chris. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love opening those doors. I never actually really finished God of War. I got to the I, I got to the you, very I end. You need
4: to just stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean I got to the very end. I just got <laughs> bored with it. I, I thought. So, so you really? know why?
3: Because the hero is what? The hero is Greek? what? Greek,
0: Eric, he's, he's,
3: Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Is
4: there like an anti-Semitic? It's term, because like, I don't like Greek
0: people. Okay, I admit it. That's why I didn't finish God of War.
4: No, no. I... Once I start a God of War, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, I, do I want to play it or not? But once I start a God of War, I, I'm there until it's over. I don't think I've ever stopped in the middle of one to do something else. They're, they're very quick, and they're just, I don't know. It's like a little ride. It's like you just go from well, yeah, the start I mean, to they're, the end. They're, and they're then it's very, over. like,
5: movie-like. It's very cinematic. Yeah. They look cool. Like, especially God of War 3. Like, God of War 3 looked amazing.
4: God of War Three was missing something already. I I don't want to get into all this. We are so what tangent are we even on at this point? Where are we? What I was originally talking
5: about was Bioshock, and part of the problem I had, I was playing it on hard and I was fighting Big Daddies, which take a lot of hits to kill, and I started having problems with teleporting Big Daddies, where I was battling them and what they were doing was one of them would kill me. I would teleport back to a Vita chamber. I think this was before they implemented that patch. And the Big Daddy would teleport into the Vita chamber with me.
4: What? Chris, you know and what? This, this you, have, just... you have some kind of electric field around you that makes all games you play do the craziest shit in the world. Because none of that has ever happened to anybody else.
5: And this, this was on the 360 version. This wasn't like, oh, there's a weird <laughs> PC glitch. <laughs> this was on the 360. I had Big Daddies just teleporting all over the place. And it mm-hmm. just made it impossible to play, and I was just like, fuck this game, I'll come back to it and play on normal in oh, like a everyone year. everyone doesn't
4: know him, Chris, this happens to him in every <laughs> game he ever plays. He gets something weird in every <laughs> game. I don't know, what, what he, he were, are you ever a game tester? Do you try to actively break the game at all times?
5: Actually, true story, um, I've been playing uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. They just fixed a falling through the world glitch that I did not get
4: what? In an MMO you didn't fall through the world? I don't believe I have that. not
5: yet fallen through and there was a glitch that would make people you'd finish a conversation and people would fall through the world and it
4: didn't happen to me.
3: <laughs> yeah but if it, if it happened to you it's, and it's happening to other people that would be different. It's gotta happen yeah, it, to you and it happens to no one glitch. else.
4: That's a glitch for the common man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're a glitch specialist.
4: You need like your, your, graphic, your head graphic has to disappear and then slowly come out of an NPC's <laughs> ass. Like, that is a curse glitch. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah,
5: it was I. I did enjoy what I played a Bioshock, but once I started fighting things that were. Now it was kind of funny because when a Big Daddy would teleport into the Vita chamber with me, that meant I could just pull out my wrench and start hitting it over and over again, well, he and he would a... kill me, and I would res right there, and we'd still well, be stuck inside this right? chamber.
4: Like when you come back, they're not unaggressive an anymore, are
5: they? Uh, so we're you
4: I, I both just kind of hanging out. So were you both just hanging out in the chamber, like, this is awkward, you know?
5: <laughs> like, I just remember rezzing and hitting him with the wrench, and then he'd kill me, and I'd rez and hit him with the wrench, and he'd kill me. And it was just, it was this, like, endless death chamber until they would eventually die inside the Vita chamber, and it'd be like, oh, there's a big daddy. Time to go try and find the next one.
4: You have to set up, like, elaborate trap hallways with uh, the with crossbow and with, exp- like, uh, proximity mines. And other bullshit for the big daddy to go through. That's That was the game for me. Yeah. That's what you had to do.
5: And for me, it was being trapped in a closet
6: with a <laughs> <the>
0: wrench.
5: <laughs> with a big dude. <laughs> so it was like, like it Friday was... night, basically.
0: Yeah. Or fucking Silent Hill. So shall nice. we uh, talk about... Shall we move on to what
4: we've been playing? Or... Uh... Well, is there any other big release you want to... I think there are a couple more under? big
3: releases coming out. Um, well, Willis
4: is there. That's Diablo 3. That's uh, Bioshock Infinite. Halo, Halo
3: 4 is supposed to come out this year. Uh, Mass I Effect don't know. 3, Grand Theft Auto 5. There are, there are a number of... Uh, you know, We're getting late in the, in the generation's uh, mm-hmm. life cycle, so we're seeing you know big sequels. That's how, that's how it all I mean, is. I mean, Mass people, Effect
5: 3 gets my penis hard.
4: Do, do people still care about Halo, though? I mean, especially since Bungie has moved on. I know, I know that there, there's a handcrafted three for three studios that will make this the best Halo ever. Whatever. I don't. I'm already getting bored of Halo. I haven't even played the last like two I games. Haven't, I
0: haven't finished Halo Reach yet. I, I have a Halo Reach Xbox, but I, I haven't finished the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's the thing. I I've played all of them, and I usually end up playing with TNLers on you know release night. We'll play through the entire campaign. At least for the last three of them, we've done that. Um. I'm not worried about Halo 4, but I'm not excited to just go run out and get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm haloed out.
4: Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, people say they're not milking the franchise. I, I, I beg to differ. They are milking the franchise. I mean, you usually would get a couple of... Uh, back in the day, like, if you're talking about something that will last you for, forever and ever, like you're talking about the Mario series, when Nintendo does, what, what people fail to realize is that Microsoft has not been around since the 80s, you know, they've only, I mean, maybe they have, but they've only had, uh, I mean, game-wise, yeah, they've game only had worse. the Xbox and the 360. And while the 360 is an unusually large console lifespan, uh, you already have all these Halo games between these two systems. And this is just two console generations. Like, you don't really see, like, ten flagship Mario platforming games on one console. You generally see one. You know, same thing with Zelda, same thing with Metroid, or any other uh, giant... Uh, well, you know what? That doesn't well, even be true? I think that's a
0: lesson that every major company is sort of ignored with the way they've been putting out franchise games like on a yearly basis. Well, I
4: mean, if, if Sony is going to do the whole thing where they dump all the current franchises and make new ones, except for Ratchet and Clank, which will continue to be the same game on PS4, then that makes sense. Like, you make a brand new IP, you crank out, like, three of them, everyone loves it, then you make something brand new for the next console. That works. That's still... Because you're not planning on making this your forever girl. You're not going to keep this thing going for a long time. But if Halo is going to be synonymous with Microsoft Gaming, I think they need to stretch them out. I mean, they... I don't know. I feel like they've been saturating it. I know they they really literally have not been saturated. It's not like a Capcom property, but... There's still been a lot. I mean,
5: we've had... have still been a lot for two generations. Like we had... Well, recently it was one every
2: year. Because you had... ODST, Reach, and then spin-offs. the anniversary. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Because we had War, which is... That's you know, true. An RTS, that's like a completely different story. Or it's like a prequel, I think. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You have ODST, which is another side story. You have Reach, which is a backstory. Uh-huh. Like, you had a main story going, and then all of a sudden they're like, we're going to do a spinoff with Tingle. And then we're going to do, like...
4: Oh my God! Wait, AI? What?
5: My, he is. my interest just shut up. Like he's an AI.
4: Describable levels.
5: Right. Like it. It's. It. It feels like they're milking it because they're reaching out to like every possible aspect of the story. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to. Mm, as opposed to just like <laughs> continuing kind of the main series and expanding on that.
6: <laughs> what is that?
4: It was awesome. (laughs) Hey, did Jonathan want to say something? I heard him kind of squeak in the corner, and then he he fell silent again.
1: No, I mean... Did you want to... You guys pretty much hit it on the head. They have released a lot of Halo titles in a short amount of time, especially recently. As Chuck's mentioned, ODST, Reach, Anniversary Edition, and now we have four. The big thing is, will 343 be able to live up to the... Expand. the Halo hype that you, that usually was there when Budgie was developing these titles would be really interesting mm-hmm. to see. I don't know, like I, well, we don't know much about the game. We haven't seen it, so they they could pull it off, or it they you know Microsoft could be in trouble if Halo Four doesn't perform as well as they think they, they think it's going to be because it, it's Halo titles. so normally it should sell a lot yeah. of copies, yeah. but
5: like. But, I, I think it will be a totally decent game. It's just not gonna be of course. you know, something like incredible and groundbreaking and like holy fuck, look at this shit. It'll I mean, be it's, like it's that be, was they're neat.
4: throwing a lot of money at it. They have they have a very good team. It's not gonna be a bad game. You know, under any uh measure, but we're just we're wondering is it gonna be is it gonna make you tingle in the nether regions? Is it gonna make you very excited <laughs> to play Halo again? And I, I don't think that's possible for me anymore. I think I, I have completely impotent. You're Halo I don't know, Mizzo. I, don't know, uh, Mizo, I think we're
0: looking point. for different... Th- we're just looking for different things than you are from a game. No.
4: <laughs> as long as, you know what? If I, can, can you have girl Spartans yet? You're
0: looking for, like, Halo babies or something. Well, in Halo Reach, there are, there are female Spartans. Yes. Yep. Well, where I, is
4: this... Is the storyline... is four... Well, it's four. Duh. I'm an idiot. So it's going to take place after the trilogy. Yeah. After, yeah. Uh, okay.
5: Yeah, I think I think part of that was they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because at least as far as the storyline went so far, which I'm sure they'll be willing to retcon and whatever. Like all the other Spartans, for the most part, are, had are been gone, killed right? off. Yeah. And it was like it's just Master Chief. I think there's like a couple that have the potential to still, you know, it's pretty much like, oh, they possibly died off screen and no one saw their deaths, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll show up on that mystery planet at the end of three. Well, I think, but.
0: That sort of takes something away from the uh the specialness of the of master chief as being some superhuman when there aren't yeah there aren't any you know, I, I
4: i can't describe how I really enjoyed the first halo so much
0: i I did too i didn't
4: even care about multiplayer i mean that's my problem is that i don't really care about multiplayer
0: the campaign was so was so good and so memorable in Halo 1. I get the
4: feeling that the series has kind of strayed from a single-player campaign of the original being excellent with also having an excellent multiplayer component to kind of being uh, a multiplayer game that happens to have a campaign that nobody cares about anymore. Because Halo 2 really dropped the ball for me. I, I can't even describe how they hard made it They made a mistake the when, they,
0: when they made... They made it so the elites were no longer enemies. I think they they really, really wrote themselves into a corner with that, so that Halo Three would just involved the you fighting against those brutes, which you know just don't work as well as as yeah, enemies. Yeah, giant apes. You know?
5: They were fucking ugly as sin, especially compared to the elites. Yeah,
4: I mean, I just didn't like the whole. I don't know, you know, I didn't like playing as Yarber. I mean, that wasn't even that big a deal. But what was up with that game engine where shit would load like a minute after it was up on screen? You know, like textures would take forever Mm -hmm. to come up. Like, what was that? Whose decision was that? They were like, look, there's no loading. There's no loading at all. But there's, it's like, no, no, put loading, put loading back (laughs) and let me not see this happen. You know, like, I would prefer to have a loading screen. And then when you show me the finished product, it's it's a fully fleshed out scene instead of being like, poop, 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 like things are slowly coming up. And it, like sometimes characters were talking that did not even exist on screen yet until a second you know, later. Did, did
0: Halo Did Halo Two come come out the same year as Metal Gear Solid uh, Two, or did it come out after? No, it came out after Metal Gear Solid Two. Right? Halo
1: Two came out in two thousand
0: four. Oh yeah, yeah, way after. So like I was thinking it, you know. I, maybe microsoft would have learned from the mistake the perceived mistake that konami did when they when they introduced a surprise new character into the main huh. the, the main franchise but i guess they, they didn't they didn't learn from that that no one was paying attention to that when people reacted en masse against that
4: i guess the arbiter was a secret until the last yeah, second yeah well right?
0: nobody knew about that yeah. yeah nobody knew what the plot was
4: Yeah and she of...
2: played the french one that I, just I don't remember want to talk the about. anyways
0: yeah <laughs>
4: the
2: arbiter yeah, arbiter.
5: <laughs> um, actually, lay arbiter. Um, actually, Again, Star Wars: The Old Republic had that same kind of a pop-in engine. They fixed it for release, so you, it doesn't happen in final release. But when I was playing beta, you'd have that thing of people would appear on screen to have a conversation, and you'd watch like their textures and their like details slowly appear, and it was like, whoa, Halo 2.
4: Again, that's an MMO engine, so I would expect these things to happen in an MMO, but in like a finished console product like as big as halo 2 that blew my mind i i mean i i was there launch day i think i worked at an eb at that time so i was actually selling it launch day but i went home i played it and i was i remember people making fun of it on forums because someone had a gif up of, of the master chief dragging the giant spiky bomb you remember oh that? yeah I remember yeah that I that. It show that. the pop in textures and we were like is that real is that I'm like, what is that? Is that like a mistake? Is that like an error? in Is that like an early beta? We're like, yeah, that must just be like an early build. But no, that was how the game looked and I couldn't get over that. Maybe I'm shallow. Multiplayer was great. I think that was the most fun we've ever had playing on TNL multiplayer stuff. That was pretty fun. Was I remember 2, that. <laughs> early Halo 2 days. So you know what? I'm not going to... Multiplayer was flawless from my point, from my perspective. Halo 2, Fantastic. But uh, single player, I couldn't get over that. I couldn't get over that one little niggling, and the story sucked on top of it. Let's just put that yeah, out there. Yeah, story didn't but make a whole lot of there's
1: sense. There's a there's a reason why there were so many issues with the single player uh, story, and the, the fact was is that uh, Microsoft was not flexible in terms of uh, in terms of the Halo two release date. Bungie uh, like. Peter Moore, I think, famously, like, tattooed the release date into his arm.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, once you do that, I mean, you're pretty Once you committed. do that, like...
6: Does he still have that? Is I, that like I don't, a real tattoo? I don't
0: know
1: if if that was... I think it. I think it is. I, he, he he did have some other tattoos, but I think those were fake. But I think the Halo 2 one was real, but I'm not 100% okay. sure. I
4: love the idea of Peter Moore being, like, a really old man. And, like, his grandson is asking him what this tattoo means, and it's a Halo 2 release date. That's so good. Like, what would he even say? I'm an idiot, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, because of that, like, Bungie, like, there were issues with the game that Bungie just didn't have time to fix. They couldn't, they couldn't, I mean, ideally they would have liked to have pushed the release date back a little further so they could have at least, um... You know, fix like the 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 texture in issues, and yeah. you could tell yeah. you, even from the ending of Halo Two, like it just sort of ends it right there. Ends. And you're like, really? Well, That's I remember,
0: it? I remember going to um, to uh, E3 to uh, 2003, and they showed that whole video of the gameplay of Halo Two. You know that that scene where you go to New Mombasa, and you have to you join up with the, the Marines, and you have to fight them. You know, they show a whole sequence that isn't in the final game, <laughs> and and I remember that people complained about that, and they said, "Oh, well, yeah, that was just a pre-build. You know, we we hadn't intended to put that in the, in the game. It was just sort of a proof of concept type of video." And I'm sure that was bullshit. I'm sure they cut it down because they didn't have time to finish it.
4: And bringing this back around to uh, Nintendo and making this podcast even longer. This is something that Nintendo was good for, is that uh, if a game is not finished or if it's not up to their standards, like Metroid Prime, they'll be like, you know what, it's not even coming out this year. Fuck you guys, we're going to keep this game for another entire year to make it better before we even put it out. So to their credit, Nintendo has never been scared of... uh, Pushing back a release date incredi- to incredible lengths in order to make a, a good. And I guess that's product. why we
1: haven't exactly. seen. I guess that's why we haven't seen Kid Icarus come out. I mean, right. it was supposed to come out this year, but they looked at it and they say, nope, not ready.
4: And you know what's kind of funny? I, I do feel that Nintendo, uh, when when they take uh, another another uh, company under their wing, I feel that they, their supervision is uh, maybe not stifling, but it's very uh, hands on because you often see these companies move on to make garbage after they've made some excellent games for Nintendo. Like rare, for example, or uh, Silicon Knights, as another example. I kind of feel like Nintendo is kind of constantly watching over them, and being like, "Change that, change that." Do you that. think they they had here. like a
0: lot of roll over the uh like uh things like RC Pro Am even or Cobra Triangle like all those old rare games?
4: Well, you know what? No, back then the Stamper Brothers were in charge, and they were good people who understood how to make video yeah, that's games. That's true. So back then, no, I don't think that's true. Once the Stamper Brothers left Rare, the company was not the same. And uh, after the N64 days, they. I don't even know what they did. I mean, I think the last great game they made is Conquer Bad for a Day, which is a great game. If you guys never played it back when it came out in N64, I have not. No, I did not. did That game didn't sell at all. Did not sell at all, but if you play it, it is a very good game. Like, Why aside they from. They censor swearing, it for the re release. I don't know. Aside from the swearing, aside from this, all that shit, it, it, it moves you from one area to the next, from one game style to the next. Very uh, organically, very quickly, it's it's so well done, I, I don't know, I, I have very fond memories of that game. Like, you start off as a regular platformer, I mean, it becomes like a Call of Duty uh, knockoff, kind of a mockery, uh, satire, if you will. Uh, you're a vampire carrying villagers, or you're like the servant of a vampire and you have to carry villagers and drop them off. In this big machine that grinds them up, so the vampire can drink them later. I mean, it just jumps from one crazy thing to another crazy thing so well. Like every world is, and it changes the way the game plays as well. Like every place is different gameplay. Like the the gun parts are like first person shooter gameplay. It's not like uh, the platformer that you started playing. I don't. I'm just saying random things about this game now. I shouldn't even be talking about it, but the point is that I do feel that Nintendo uh, kind of obviously they didn't oversee that. I don't think Nintendo had anything to do with Conquer to be honest. I can't even imagine them telling them, no, you you want to piss on the fire guys to turn them off. That's what you need to do. And Rare's like, oh, okay, Nintendo. But, uh, yeah. I really do think that uh, a company like Nintendo, part of why they are so good at making games and everybody agrees that they're good at making games is that they give them uh, the appropriate time to cook, unlike other companies which are more interested in the PR section, I guess. And they don't want their game to be late. But Nintendo doesn't talk about their games like they're not like you know I mean lately they have been but not really you know they're not like we're making this game it's gonna come out in five years
2: wait for it. What Nintendo likes to do is the game will be out and then they'll be like here's five parts of Iwata asks you know they'll do it after the game's <laughs>
4: out. <laughs> yeah, Iwata asks is actually pretty interesting if you guys have ever watched that or read it or uh, I, you can watch they have the Nintendo channel on the Wii which I don't know how many people actually uh, use but the Nintendo channel is pretty interesting. Honestly. Wait, you can
2: connect your Wii to the internet? Now, wait, hold the phone. <laughs> wait a minute.
4: Yes, and uh, you can watch the little Iwata asks interview on there. I mean, it's it's pretty much a PR mouthpiece, but not always. Like they, he kind of asks some pretty good questions sometimes. I was a little surprised by I know you're going to groan by the Monster Hunter Tri interview I read. Yes. Oh, give Iwata, it up. <laughs> there were there were a lot of parts where Iwata was just like like. Like, the the people would kind of, they were kind of saying that the system sucks. They were kind of like, we had some problems incorporating some, and they're like, did you feel the system was underpowered? They're like, yes, thank you, yes, we did. You're like, he he's he's not really shy about some issues. It was pretty neat, honestly,
3: but whatever. What are we talking about again? We were talking about notable... Notable releases in uh, in 2012, and the only thing we heard about Mass Effect 3 was that it has a um, Viagra like effect on one of our panel members here. I got it. Yes. I haven't
4: even played the first Mass Effect. I really need oh, to get oh out that. God. I fucking I really hate need you. To get, I'm sorry. I-
2: you're going you're to hate me, too, because I still haven't played it. Even even Mike has finished it, and he's finishing up too right now.
3: We always we always learn that one person hasn't played one of these A-list titles. In fact, there was we just talked about Halo, and I've never even wanted to... Think get about playing out. a Halo. Yeah, but no, I kept that a Nick, secret don't, in don't keeping
0: start. with the title doing of the you yourself box. a favor
2: by not playing it. I
0: played about three hours of Mass Effect 1 and just quit. That's, that's all I played at Mass Effect. It's my sum <gasps> total experience with the series. Okay. So
5: Mass Effect is on sale on Steam for like five bucks every like two months. Like, I'll, bu- it, I'll buy it for
3: you, whatever the full price is. It's a, it's a
4: great so game. Easy to get. It's a PC I conversion by Demiurge Studios, by the way, everyone. They make awesome games. Actually, they don't, but whatever. I'm going to say yeah. they do. Because I know people. And yeah. I mean, I'm actually...
5: The... I guess part of the reason I'm really excited for Mass Effect 3 is because it's... I think, at least uh, as far as I can recall, the first time when they, a game company designed a trilogy and then is actually able to follow through and complete it. Um, so, Chris,
4: do you have a fem shop? Or is it the generic dude that can't do the voice acting?
5: Um. Okay, I did. I did. Dude Shep in Mass Effect One, uh-huh. and then I did a second. Uh, a a totally different character because my my Dude Shep is like this kind of um, he's sort of like a Dirty Harry character.
2: He's not. He's a good guy, but he's kind of a dick.
4: Do you have a notebook with pictures in it?
2: Oh, my God. It was a closed-ended question. It was boy or girl. I drew it
5: out. Well, here's the thing. Then I made a FemShep, who was a total good character.
2: Please tell me FemShep has a penis. And then once...
5: (laughs) In certain iterations, she's got a penis. And then once we moved on to Mass Effect 2, I ended up only importing FemShep and continuing that one. And I, I imported the guy... But I never finished Mass Effect 2 with him. Um, so I, I guess it's primarily FemShep. I guess that's who I'm going to be importing I mean, first I, I, in a Mass Effect I, 3.
4: I kind of want to play them through on the 360, one after the other. I mean, was Mass Effect 2 the PC version good?
5: I don't know. I actually I own them on PC just to kind
4: of have them. Like, honestly, said did do a really good job bringing Mass Effect 1 to the PC from all
2: reports that I have heard.
3: Uh, I've only played it on the PC, and I have no problems with it.
2: I love the game. It's yeah, I bought the them when they were on stupid sale, but I haven't played it yet on PC. Well, part
4: two, I could play with a Windows 360 controller, right? And it would be, like, the same thing. Yeah. I, I want to play it on my 360, though. I can't explain why. I just do. Yeah, I mean, I, hmm.
5: I play them on my 360, and that's where my main save file is. Like, yeah, if I that's, could port that's my save two.
2: file to my PC... But but listen, that brings us to this, too. Mass Effect 3 was just announced that it's only going to be on Origin, so, you know, you've got these Steam kids left Whoa, out in the cold. Oh, no!
4: <laughs> oh, forget it. There's no way. I would. I. I. I refuse. You know. Ever since I. I turned on Burnout Three, and we tried to play online, and we had to connect to the EA Oh my EA God! I remember that shit. And it was the worst thing ever. I. I refuse to support anything that they do. I. I'm not gonna buy a game on Origin. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I know. I can't. Wait. I can't do it.
0: No, I. I still haven't connected to Origin. Yeah, me neither. I've. have stayed far away from Origin. I've. I've not, gotten involved with that at all.
5: Yeah, I haven't signed up with Origin. The closest I came was when I debated about Star Wars The Old Republic, and then I went out of my way to purchase a physical copy. <laughs> just to go, fuck you, Origin.
4: And another problem I have with Mass Effect is I- I've turned it on before, and I'm like, this is really similar to Knights of the Republic. Say, I never finished Knights of the Republic. And then I fire up Nights of the Republic, and I get halfway through it, and then I stop playing. And then I start doing something else. Just, just move on to Mass Effect at this point. I should. I will. Yeah, I promise you, you guys that I will play Mass Effect before 3 comes out. At least one. At least the first one. I will
0: see if I can get past the, the point at the three hours that I started and uh see if i can get yeah. it what didn't you like
4: about it everything i've heard is that the game was great. i don't know i
0: i liked it okay but then i got stuck at this bar fight where i was supposed to go in there and i was i was stuck on the main station and i was i was supposed to go in and you know break up some kind of bar fight and then, and i kept getting ambushed every time i go I went in there and i kept getting killed and i you know i, I didn't do things right S- send your companion and i just then. um yeah i guess let them soak up bullets i i just i just couldn't get into it i i it must have been, you know, whatever else I was playing at the time, okay. but I just... Yeah. You have
4: a femme shop? Because I, I think that's the biggest problem. I think your main character has to be female. You know,
5: that's the thing, is when I played through Mass Effect 2, and I had the female, and then when I, I saw that comparison of the voices... The like, comparison of the, the voices male, is so funny. The male it's Shepherd so is hilarious. Yeah. He's, like, the worst voice actor ever, like but you don't even realize it emotion. when you're playing it.
4: The girl is, like, fucking Oscar-worthy, just, like, giving out everything she's got from the heart. And the dude is like, oh yeah, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. You're like, oh my god, are you serious? So oh,
5: it's great. But yeah, it is It is hilariously like Star Wars. I mean, it it really strikes you as coder just because it's... A, I don't remember what they, they call it, but they're, you know, like superpowers that they give, or the exact same fucking abil- abilities that they gave Force users in Knights of the Old Republic. It's like, it's Star Wars except more people use guns and there are no lightsabers. Like,
0: that's it. Oh, Matt... Um, <laughs> mass effect isn't even that long is it it's like what like 20 hours or well
5: it depends on if you do the side effect the side, the side quests. Quests. i mean uh, you can you can probably knock it out in like 15, 15 20 hours hours okay. maybe yeah. oh, that,
4: i eat that for breakfast dude 15 hours that's like a yeah day considering how much I time i've already put
0: in dark souls i should be able to polish it off uh, but,
5: but i mean like if you if you actually go around and you do like all the side quests and stuff yeah,
0: there's
4: not a lot do to that. Fucking do I would. I would I don't do know. Everything. We'll, we'll I see.
0: can't yeah. not do everything.
5: Like, I, I've done everything in the first Mass Effect twice. Like, I have an absolutely complete male campaign, and then I did the female campaign as like a refresher before Mass Effect 2 came out. That was my lead-up to it. Mm-hmm. So I did absolutely every single quest in the game uh, again, and then I went to Mass Effect 2 and then did absolutely every quest oh, in the okay. game. Um, But yeah, so now we have Mass Effect 3. We have this realization that people have tried over and over again. There was like Advent Rising. There was Two Human. um, I'm trying to think of like what other games... Well, Assassin's Creed will eventually finish, but they've dragged it out at this point. Um, Yeah, there's
4: like two unnecessary Assassin's Creed games out already. And then... Uh, I'm
5: I'm trying to think, like, I, there are other games that have evolved into trilogies, but I can't think of any that were originally announced as, like, we're going to do a trilogy, and then they did that.
4: And they stuck to it. Yeah.
5: Right. And they actually, like, got the sales to continue, and were able to actually finish it. Um, and it's it's actually kind of nice that it's coming out near the end of the, the system cycle here, because it that way, like all, they didn't have any issue with like having to transfer saves to a different console or anything, and it sort of just creates this trilogy that exists on this one platform, and then they can move on to something else for you know the next Mass Effect series. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I, I mean, I've been kind of dodging a lot of info, because I did that for Mass Effect 2 as well. I know they're adding a multiplayer component, which, as of this point in time, I give no shits about. Maybe I will when I actually play it, but... It's a minute for the story. Um I'm kind of wondering how they'll set it up, because Mass Effect one was like it, it was it was decent. Like it was a pretty good role playing game. The last like hour or two of Mass Effect was incredible. Nice. Just the setup, the action, um it was it. I I'm not gonna say anything if I if I do decide to go back to this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the the finale of that game was incredible. Mass Effect 2 they was much more solid overall. The combat was a lot better. The writing was better. Um, There was more stuff going on because they didn't have to introduce everything. It was more about like evolving the concepts that were already there. The the problem is that it doesn't have a good clear cut um, villain who's actually like interesting to deal with like the first game had. And then the end of the game, they tried to do a big reveal, and it just wasn't, it wasn't as good. It was sort of like, that's okay. So, Mass Effect 2, I think, is better overall, but it definitely doesn't necessarily capture that same like intense ending feeling that the first Mass Effect had. But they're putting their all into Mass Effect 3. Oh, one thing that you will hate about Mass Effect 1, it has, I Uh-oh. think, the worst inventory system known to man.
4: I've heard about yeah that yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh
2: my yeah. god when you play yeah. this we're gonna
3: hear about this on uh,
2: like twenty um, <laughs> consecutive podcasts no we're not he's been playing Monster Hunter this will this will be like
5: Monster easy Hunter for has him. a better inventory system by far because Monster Hunters is That's like you have incredible. a bag there's icons Mass Effect One is every single item that you own is in one slot now scroll through all of them <laughs> oh you picked up ten of the same gun and you want to sell them. No, no, they don't stack ten of them in one slot. There are ten individual slots of the same fucking gun.
3: Scattered around.
5: Oh, it is. It's horrible. It's, it's honestly like they didn't even try. They were just like, they gave it to the guy to design the menus on like the last day. And they're like, this is shipping in 12 hours. <laughs> just do something.
3: And the combat is, is, is kind of weak I, in the first one. I haven't played the second the, the one.
5: The first one is a little bit more action RPG, I guess. Um, whereas the second one is more third-person action game. The second one is is definitely closer to Gears of War than it is to being RPG combat. And the first one is a little bit, like, in-between. Um, so they they evolved that, and I'm kind of hoping they evolved the powers even more. Like, I remember the first time I booted up Mass Effect 2, and just the way that they altered the powers to make them much more uh, visceral and immediate... And it was like the damage they could do was incredible. It just absolutely floored me. Because I was coming directly off the first game. And I don't remember what class I played. It was um, the kind of short range class that uses shotguns and pistols and has like some of those force powers. Um, And like as soon as you start the second game, I picked the same class and they have this incredible ability to teleport dash into people and knock them back through the air. And it's just, it was so great. It was like, thank the gods. Oh, actually, that reminds me. The other big problem with the first Mass Effect, they apparently, uh, their physics engine is broken. And if you play on the hardest difficulty level in Mass Effect 1, things actually take a number of shots to die. I was shooting guys through the walls. Like, I was shooting them so hard with my shotgun. They would fall through the floor, or they would get knocked back through the wall, and thankfully the game is save anywhere, but there were a lot of times I would have to save before I got into every single fight because I would fight someone and shoot them through a wall and they'd be stuck there, still alive, and you have to kill everyone in a room to proceed.
3: Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this only the dark cloud that hangs over you, or did other people report this problem as well?
5: I, I don't know. It, this only happened on the hardest difficulty level because on, on all the easier difficulty levels, people would die before this problem had a chance to occur. Uh. But on the hardest difficulty level, they would take enough hits.
4: So you keep that, pushing them back with right, damage. Like, I would, would shoot them with the a shotgun. Eventually.
5: They'd fall to the ground. I'd shoot them over and over. I'd, like, hit them a couple times. I'd be, like, bashing them in the face, f- you know, to kill them. And they weren't that hard to kill, but... They would take enough hits that they would start like wriggling through the floor or through a wall or something. <laughs> and it would just be like there'd be like this hand with half of a shotgun sticking out, but it wasn't enough of their hitbox to hurt them. So I couldn't even just shoot their hand until they died. It's like, God damn it. Nice.
4: All right. So, yeah. so Chris cares about Mass Effect 3 Nobody <laughs> very much. Else does. But I might after I play the games. You know, yeah, know. we'll see. <laughs> and uh, what's next? Are we actually talking about Grand Theft Auto Five now?
2: Um, we, do we know a lot about Grand Theft Auto Five? I we just it's t- coming out. It's in LA. That's what I know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. I'm hoping for a return to San Andreas from. Uh, I think Four was more of a of a like I. I'm trying to. You know, like when a when a game series comes out on a new system, they kind of go back to basics yeah. in a way. Like you have Mega Man One, Mega Man Two, by Ma- Mega Man Six, mm-hmm. there's all this crazy shit going on, and then like when x comes out i'm pretty sure six came out after x but i don't even care that might not even be true but when x came out they kind of went back to the Mega Man one model
0: right i think uh,
4: of kind of simplifying the action a little bit i felt like four was kind of a simplification of of san andreas which had grown almost Mm -hmm. too vast to uh be done maybe they were just testing out the hardware maybe I'm, i'm kind of hoping five is a return to the uh the depths of San Andreas. Yeah, yeah.
0: San Andreas was definitely in scope. It was much bigger. I we, I know we talked about this in the podcast before. I, I like the way I I like the reduced scope. I like the increased character focus mm-hmm. in Grand Theft Auto Four. I wish the entire game was like the first third of it. Um, but um, I did like the bank, the uh, obligatory bank robbery mission. I thought that was pretty well put off. Um, I like the I like the part where you had to choose which guy you wanted, to, which brother you wanted to kill. Uh, Grand Theft Auto What's Four. What's going on? I never beat oh. it. <laughs> what are you doing to me? That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. like twenty oh, years old. I thought that was pretty cool.
4: And do um, you don't have brothers? You mean like Big Smoke? No, there's no that. I think you have a brother.
0: There's like two Irish brothers. Like you kind of have to decide which one you want to kill. Um, it's like a. Oh wait, wait! Are you talking about four? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. And um yeah. gotcha. It's kinda of, it's kind of a neat thing the the way they, they pull it off. And um yeah, so I like that aspect of it and um I never did play the uh the expansions for Grand Theft Auto Four. I should, maybe I should get
4: back I and... heard that those were better than the game I heard, proper. I heard that too. I, yeah. So i especially if you like characterization and, and storylines, I think um
0: Ballad of Gay Tony.
4: You should definitely is the, They've same, been on is
0: sale the same a few team, does the
3: same team make every I, grand Theft auto, or is it? yeah well a, a alternating all of the something?
0: main console uh, grand theft autos are done by Rockstar North, which is dMA design so um, yeah the 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 other Rockstar teams do the like the the portable offshoots. But I think mm-hmm. Rockstar North has done every major Grand Theft Auto release. So I'm, I'm sure they're... Are... And,
3: and we'll do 5 as yeah, far as you know. I would assume.
0: Know. Definitely looking forward to it.
4: 5 is a nice... I mean, that's going to be a nice way of sending off the consoles, I think. Nice nice end to the generation, a new Grand Theft Auto. Uh, as long as it's, it's appropriately impressive. I know a lot of people like to complain about the series, like uh, Mr. Mark Ryan... He likes playing. Oh yeah, of I know he play. loves. It's, it's just, Grand I mean, Theft Auto. when you're working with something that big and open-ended, they're gonna things are gonna go yeah. wrong. It's never gonna end up being perfect because you're you, you know because just the, the the scope is so large. But amazing things are gonna happen as you play, and that, that's what makes these games so memorable are the things that happen to you personally as you play. It may not have happened to everybody you know, but you experienced something and while playing. I know, I know, I
0: haven't played it, but I know Skyrim is kind of the same way. Uh, even though a lot of people, yeah, have I would, I would think so. Um, some, I, I know that from the the trailer, Grand Theft Auto 5, I think people were talking about like uh, the uh, Tommy Versetti character coming back, or was like I, I don't know mm-hmm. about that, nor do I really care about that ca- character coming back. But
4: well, it sounds like we're back to a uh, mafia type of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is uh, Grand Theft Auto yeah. three setting Uh, I think it's been the majority of Grand Theft Autos well no part one and two weren't strictly mafia there was always mafia Yakuza and then crazy people I I wouldn't mind
0: if if this Grand Theft Auto reduces the focus on dating and uh, (laughs) like going on dates with people (laughs) and
4: taking uh, taking your cousin bowling yeah I I would (laughs) definitely I could definitely do without that (laughs) Nico we need to go bowling
0: so yeah we'll see what happens with it (laughs) Um,
4: he wants Sleeve wants less uh, European people in the game specifically Greeks that would no, make I actually, the game fantastic
0: I, I, I like Nico. I, I, th- I thought he was uh bringing in the bringing in the Russian focus I thought it was cool I just wish they kept it on that
4: that was definitely neat I didn't get to I can't remember what distracted me I think I actually can't remember what distracted me but I never made it You know, I made it to this one mission where you had to take cover behind you were like you were you were shadowing some dude to some kind of hideout and then when you get there, uh, you're supposed to have a shootout. And I think this was the first mission where they wanted you to to take cover behind things. Oh, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. working out for yeah. me. And I kept dying. And then I would have to do the whole shadowing part again. And I was like, mm, kind of, fuck oh, this. Yeah. And I stopped playing. It's checkpoint. But I should have kept yeah. playing. Yeah. I think the cover system kind of sucked, right? Is I, that, am I correct in that I assessment? I it worked
0: okay. I mean, for, for a big open-world game like... Uh like uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, I thought it worked fine. I mean, but I'm willing mm. to, you know, I, I also think the driving is fine in Grand Theft Auto, like all the Grand Theft Auto
4: f- that I've But played. it's not the same in in 4 as it is in the older it's, games, it's, right? Like, they changed it significantly. It's, right?
0: it's not as, um, it feels a little more, I don't want to say realistic, but it seems, it, it feels, yeah. No, I think yeah, you're right,
4: though. I think that they try to put actual, like, you can't just stop your car on a dime. There's actual physics to the... The driving and yeah. the
0: kind of the weird thing that I found uh, kind of a little bit aggravating in Grand Theft Auto 4. Although I respect the realism of it, is that, you know, the fact that in order to get anywhere, you have to you have to get onto the throughway. You have to get on like the highway to like get to different parts of the city. You can't just yeah, you can't just sort of like you know. I'm afraid you're going to shoot
4: about 5 so, but uh, we are all hoping that it is an excellent game and I think uh anybody out in the street could have told you the same thing so we just wasted your time. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um yeah do we want to close this out with uh what we've been playing? Yes, yes, let's do that. I do.
4: Um let's keep it let's keep it brief. Let's let's just mention yeah, one just game what mizo has been playing. playing. No, it's everyone can
0: go. Um I'll mention uh just a uh, just Dark Souls. No, I've, I mean obviously, but, obviously been but playing Dark Souls. I'm close. I'm close to beating it for the first time. Like I've got three different. I, I mentioned earlier, I have three different characters that I've been playing through the game with. Close to beating it for the first time with my main character. So looking forward to that. So you haven't even beamed this game yet with your no, main character. No, no, I have three other like, There's so through? much to do with like like PvP. Battling and uh, just helping people out with co-op. Wait, so
4: is PvP a part of that game? I didn't know that PvP was an actual a, part of that. game. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a huge part of it. Like, um, it's it's. I mean, I could. I'm not going to get into it right
4: now, but like, um, have you ever played an MMO? Because this sounds like an MMO light.
0: I mean, yeah, it is. I've never, I've never played an MMO. I don't really plan on ever playing an MMO, but it's, it's. I mean, it, like the gameplay is definitely different. It's, it's. You know, it's much more like console focus like like strong gameplay like just like pairing and weapon choice it's like it's stuff that instead of just like clicking a mouse button and you know different keyboards but yeah so liking the way everything's coming out at the end um like the final boss fight is really like it's really understated the way it's done and you know it's very climactic it's like if if you're the type of player who plays like an it's interesting that the way the final boss fight works out is because if you're the, the type of player who takes a really, really cautious approach to every boss fight and just, like, gets, like, a really big shield and spear and just sort of poke at every uh, every boss, you know, very carefully and just, like, play very, very conservatively with pyromancy and stuff, um, then it, if you run to the final boss and try to play that way, he will absolutely annihilate you. Like, you have to be able to do, like, some of the some of the more advanced gameplay stuff, like, like parrying it, like parrying. And um, so I think that's kind of cool that, it, that the game like, springs that on you like for the final boss. But anyway. Um, and just briefly, um, one other game I've been playing is um, I downloaded Rayforce on the iOS, which just came out. It's, it's selling and for... this
2: was $12. Yeah. That's
4: that $12. Familiar. Is it's... Rayforce an old series?
0: Yeah, it's part of the Ray series. It's the first in the Ray series from Taito. Um, it's, okay. it's more or less a direct port of the, like, the, the version you can find in the Saturn, well, the, and the arcade, obviously, because that's a direct
4: port of the arcade. Now, the, the Chucks just say that this costs you $12. It does cost
0: $12, so it's, I mean,
4: it's... Is that United States dollars? Yeah, it's
0: United States dollars. I mean, it's, I mean, considering what you can, what you'd pay for, the, like...
4: This is the equivalent of charging $60 for your fucking cave shooter, or $80 for your fucking cave shooter. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: I think it's, I, I think it's reasonable. I mean, it's, it's the full... Rayforce game. I mean, it's got it's got iPhone specific controls, you know, for all of that, and it's not um, which work decently well. It's also got traditional controls if you want to go traditional. I mean, and
4: nobody will nobody will drain your money more than fucking Cave, and their shit comes out at like six bucks, and that's already excessive for the iOS. So no, they... I don't think I've ever bought anything for twelve dollars. That sounds re- how much is Grand Theft Auto 3 on the iOS, let's say? Five bucks. How much? Five bucks for Grand Theft Auto 3.
0: Should they sell it for less? I don't know. But, you know, for yes. if it's yes. premium content, if it's if it's yes. a good game, I'd pay for it. <laughs>
4: the answer was yes. Actually,
0: Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what I've been playing.
3: Jonathan said yes twice emphatically <laughs> in this, this podcast. Jonathan,
0: that brings us to you. What have you been playing?
3: All right, I'll keep this sh- short and sweet.
1: The game yeah. Yeah. I've been yes. playing is yes. The Binding of Isaac, yes. um, oh, made wow. by a, one half of Team Meat and some Flash okay. programmer that I don't know, and it's it's really good. I was shocked at how great
2: the game is. It is really good. It's
4: You know what? I, I liked it. I don't like... I want to play with a controller, but I don't want to use something outside of the game to do it. I want them to let me play with a controller and I'm very oh stubborn God. about this it's and I refuse so to play <laughs> easy until to that download happens. joy
1: to key. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I don't have, I shouldn't have to. No, no. They need to let me be able Well, to play. I mean it's, oh the, it's the it's the I'm limitation
1: sorry. of Flash. I mean the same thing happened when Abobo's yeah, a, a Big Adventure came out. Like I'm
4: going to do it for Abobo, which means yeah, I'm going to have it stop for developing Isaac.
1: in Flash. So yeah. But it's it's just amazing. It's it pretty much Legend of Zelda, like old school Legend of Zelda uh, mechanics with randomized dungeons and random items that could help you progress further into the game. It's pretty dark, it's pretty bloody, and it's pretty awesome.
4: Copious amounts of blood, piss, and uh, yeah. other fluids everywhere. Lots of shit smeared all over the game. Shitting dick nipples? Not even kidding.
1: Nipples? I don't... Uh no. I don't think they're nipples, but there's pretty much everything else on there. Uh
4: so it's like a so it's like a Robotron, Zelda, random items, random power ups, hybrid. The word kind you're of looking thing. for is a roguelike. Is that right? Rogue roguelike, yes. I don't think I've ever what's what's another roguelike? I don't think I've ever played a roguelike, to be honest. Rogue. <laughs> okay oh, okay, so it's like the rogue game, yes. Did you play um <laughs> thank you.
0: Epic Dungeon on Xbox Live uh arcade or is it xbox live indie
4: that sounds like the most generic game i've ever heard i think, heard that's, of I think that's what I it's called it's probably. a very
0: simple roguelike that's it's actually very good it's fun to play and it's it's pretty cheap i forget how many microsoft points is but it's like a like a dollar a couple dollars
2: it's probably not 12 dollars.
0: it's it's definitely not 12 dollars.
2: <laughs> but if it were
0: <laughs> if it were i probably wouldn't buy it <laughs>
1: Yeah, but going back to Binding of Isaac, I was pretty surprised because I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up when it was, uh, when it first came out. In fact, I just bought it on a whim this week because I was just thinking about it a lot, and I tried it out.
2: Oh, did you miss it on the Steam sale when it was like a dollar forty-nine? But I
1: mean, it was like five dollars. so I didn't care. I'm like, oh, no, five dollars. Yeah, okay. I mean, the the game is five dollars, cool. and it's totally worth it. And don't let Mizo scare you away in the fact that. You have to download Joy2Key, and you have to buy some keys. After you do that, it's just fine.
4: And there's no diagonal shooting, but you play know, the game whatever. with the
1: controller, and <laughs> man, it made me not want to play like anything else for the rest of the week because it's just <laughs> that good and it's so uh, addictive. Because like you try to get as far as you can in the dungeon, you're like trying to figure out how the game works out, and then you die, and then I'm like, you're gonna play a game, and next thing you know, it's like three, four hours pass by, but at, I've beaten the game twice. But you have to like I think you have to like beat it like a couple of times before you can unlock like the true uh last boss and you have to like and it goes down further. Mm-hmm. Like a lot more stages get unlocked. So it's so it's so it starts out there's only let's see, there's like six stages when you start out. Then uh eight stages appear and then I think and I think there's ten and there's word that an expansion is gonna come out uh later. I forget what it was called, wow. but um but they're gonna throw in some more items Two more stages and a true final boss, according to what the uh Ed McMullen was saying regarding the game. So, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Uh, so I
4: yeah, it. I should call it Black Label, Binding of Isaac, Black Label. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, Binding of Isaac, really, really good for five bucks. Uh, definitely uh, pick it up if you, uh, especially if you like roguelike games.
3: Yeah, I read the review on on TNL on the next level, and it made the game sound so good. It was such a good review, and I I totally missed the Steam sale when it was it was like under two dollars, and now I just won't oh, buy come it.
1: Oh <laughs> my, five dollars!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll buy. I
4: just
3: I, I just I know you I won't have to worry about it.
4: it I know will I won't Definitely play it be on sale again. Yeah.
3: No, that's not the way to do it. But
5: <laughs> I bought it as part of an indie bundle, so I think I probably paid like twenty five cents for it. The equivalent of because I got like. I think it was, like, the big one it was, I think, the one with that one, which also had, like, Super Meat Boy and, uh, I don't know, like, three or four other, like, big indie games. And it was like, oh, hey, Binding of Isaac happens to be in this. I guess I now own it.
4: Well, since Jonathan brought it up, did everybody else play uh, Bobo's Big Adventure? Because it's kind of rad.
0: Not yet, because I got too lazy to do Joy I to tried Key. tried to download it, and it wouldn't finish downloading for whatever reason. So I never got around to it. Plus, I was at work, so.
1: yeah. It was it was an amazing homage to the NES era. I got to play it to the <laughs> end, um, especially the last stage. I I, I felt like the uh, I mean, it, it, should I spoil it, Mizo? Like, what's the last stage?
4: Um, no, let's give it a week or two before we we ruin it. And it just came out. I think people should try it. adventure dot com, I believe. Very easy uh, website. It's a flash game. Uh, Chrome for some reason doesn't let me use the arrow keys to play. So I had to actually uh, look through my system and dust off Internet Explorer. So that's how much I actually wanted to play the game is that I used Internet Explorer. To play yeah, it.
0: well, maybe it's because I it was trying to do it in Chrome. Maybe
4: that's why it wasn't working. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. But it was it was good. I mean, Firefox will yeah, work. Yeah, I, like I played my
1: game. Uh, my game on Firefox. So, uh, but yeah, also another bloody uh, lots. Of, I mean, they did a really good job with the. The the like the new sprite Not graphics.
3: Not as much fecal matters. Uh... Yeah, less, less, poop. less
4: poop. There's still some poop. There's still some poop. Yes. but less poop. Uh, equal blood, maybe less blood. Isaac has yeah. ridiculous blood and poop and pee. But uh, <laughs> uh... keep going. I'm so close. For <laughs> those of you wondering
5: what
1: to expect, like each stage is a different NES level. So uh, the, if you've seen the trailer, you know that the first one starts out in, in Double Dragon and there are a couple of references to uh, Mega Man and even pro wrestling as well.
4: Yeah. Pro wrestling with, with that stupid uh merman looking dude. That was so the good. Amazon.
3: Yeah, if you have Amazon. any interest so if you have any interest in uh the, this type of game, yeah, yeah, at least go see the trailer for it and it'll probably make you want to download it right away. And it's it's a free oh, yeah. game, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to download it, you just play oh, well, it. It'll flash make game. you want
3: to play it right away. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's it's good. It's a little tough. Uh, it's just like, I, I think this is the same people that did uh, the classic uh, uh, Domo-kun's Angry Smash Fest, <laughs> which is uh, a classic Flash game uh, that also incorporates elements from different video games into it. Uh, so this, this kind of feels like that, where uh, the difficulty is a little on the cheap side. Maybe not the best made game ever, but it is very hilarious. Uh, there's a stage select this time that looks exactly like Mega Man. So the stage select is even hilarious in and of itself. And every level is an homage to a different NES game. Uh, it's very fun to play through them all, at least see them. Uh, you don't have to beat it necessarily, but uh, if you get to the last level, it's, it's awesome, let's say. Definitely. Okay. All right, so
0: Chris, what have you been playing?
5: Um, I will try and do like a, just a quick hits list. <laughs> Um, oh, I've geez. been playing Monster Hunter
3: 3
4: You have not You're behind my friend I have not been You're playing online
5: I have been playing the single player And oh, okay, slowly good. working my way through that um, So it's It's fun I like it, I'm a horrible person That's okay <laughs> um, I've been playing Infinity Blade 2 Because I upgraded my phone and I can actually play iOS games for instance, Angry Birds now runs at a normal frame rate. My contacts list does not lag. Okay, so what phone did you have? <laughs> I had a three G. Um. Mm. So yeah, you know, Infinity Blade Two. It's it's medieval punch out. It looks really good. I like it. It's you know kind of addictive just for the level up aspect. Um, I have played far too much Star Wars: The Old Republic because uh, I was trying out every single class in the game, because I you know, was writing a review on it, so I wanted to at least try what all of them played like. Um,
4: We're going to a... we're gonna have uh, a... You're going to go into that next week, I believe, right? We're going to have a big... Yeah, we're going
3: to talk about Bioware, and particularly Star Wars next okay.
4: week. Yeah, so save it for next week, then. All right. All right. All right you get it. Into... All right.
5: But yeah, it's good. <laughs> played a shitload of that. Um, The fuck I was playing, like, three or four other things, playing little bits of, like... Uh, folklore the ps3 rpg um
4: i have no idea what that is
5: it came out forever ago and it was it was okay but i always kind of wanted to play more of it just to see how it was like there's two different characters so there's two different stories and you can switch back and forth between their stories like at the end of each chapter to see like you know it's two different perspectives of the mm-hmm. same events um and it's it plays kind of like an action RPG. You attack things and then you can absorb them. And if you're attacking enemies of a type you already own, then you power up the that respective weapon. And if it's new enemies, you get a new weapon or defensive ability. Um and it's neat. It's got a really interesting visual style. Um it's very unlike many other games. It's a kind it's a of
4: Japanese game.
5: It's It's European fantasy. uh, Who who made it? Uh, Blah. All I see on here is the publisher of Sony
4: Game Republic.
5: Is that okay? Apparently, Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's um, the only drawback to it is that they use like comic book scenes for a lot of the the storytelling, which I think is kind of lame. But aside from that, it's okay. Um, Playing some Resonance of Fate. I like that game. The uh, the story is completely fucking throwaway. <laughs> but
4: is, is that the I, game where? Is that the game where I saw that? I saw a cutscene of uh, this dude talking to one of the characters, which is uh, I well, she was a kind of religious figure or something. Was she uh?
5: Maybe I mean, Resonance of Fate is like very steampunk looking, and is the, the storyline
4: batshit crazy? Because I'm I might be thinking of a different game. It's it's a triad
5: game,
0: it's... so it's pretty. Pretty yeah, guaranteed. It's,
5: it's tri which although <laughs> the the surprising thing is that even though it's TriAce, it actually plays well. Like it's not I, I don't know. They seem to be like master of the, the B and C level RPG. But in here it's like the story's kind of
4: profile is pretty but okay, good. But, okay, here it is, here this. He's talking to this chick who's eating dinner and she's supposed to be she's like bossing him around. And he keeps staring at her breasts <laughs> and he keeps talking about them kind of like to himself uh, in his head.
5: This this wasn't main... a cutscene from a game.
4: Was that that was made up. That wasn't real.
5: No, this was this was you.
4: <laughs> no, this is I'm linking this to you guys. I don't know if this is real or not, but we can talk about it. Okay. Later. But yeah, but the combat system in it game or not. is
5: like actually uh really in depth and really interesting, and even though it has random battles that you like move around a world map to trigger, it's actually like I I get excited when random battles trigger just because it's like yes wow. I get to use the battle system so it's fun I like it um so yeah I've been I've been playing a ton of stuff most of which was Star Wars which we'll talk about later so we'll move on to who's next
0: I believe Chuck is next
2: so I've been playing Final Fantasy IV on the DS uh, I beat Skyrim oh. <laughs> and I've been playing Dungeon Defenders and. Yeah, that's about it. So, who's next? <laughs> all right, Mugging people to I play think Miz- I think Mizzos next. But
4: what is Dungeon Defenders? Uh,
0: Dungeon Defenders is a is a tower defense game. Um, it is a pretty cool. It's, kind it's, of a co-op. it's action
2: RPG and tower defense.
0: So, I played a little bit of it. It seemed pretty good. I, I haven't downloaded the full uh, version though.
2: Seemed alright though. Yeah, Dave and a few other rampant fronting people have been playing it almost nightly. Um... <clears throat> I bought it when it was on sale, and I think that was December 30th, and Steam says I've played 55 hours of it, so... Pretty good? So, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Two good times. Game. All right.
0: So, Mizo.
4: Okay, well, uh, I'm going to keep it down to just one game, so we can get through this uh, in a prompt manner. I have been playing a bunch of stuff, but uh, I spent the holiday uh, season playing uh, the greatest holiday game of all time, which is Parasite Eve, which takes place... Uh, on Christmas Eve, as well as the next subsequent uh, four days, have you guys played Parasite? Uh, Eve? A little bit.
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been years, so yeah, yeah I remember it's, mitochondria. Uh, it's back when,
4: yeah, it's back when Microsoft was creative, and it's an actual hybrid between a role-playing game, like uh, say a Final Fantasy seven, and uh, a Resident Evil game. Mitochondria and the battles. And in the battles, yeah, Mitochondria, definitely. And in the battles, you're getting shot at with different lasers and other kind of bullets. And it's almost like a little bit like a like a em up where you're dodging these lasers in real time. And then you're fighting back in a sort of uh, vagrant story type combat system. So it's kind of like a mishmash of yeah. a lot of different genres. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really disappointed that they never really followed it up uh, directly. Uh, part 2 is more of a Resident Evil clone. Whereas in this one, you uh, during the combat, you can actually control the main character with the analog stick and have actual analog controls because you're dodging these bullets. It actually feels very good. And the sequel is Resident Evil, tank controls and everything, just kind of like a giant step backwards in my opinion, very odd. And part three has nothing to do with anything in the world. I haven't even I think, played that yet. But I think I'll part of the it reason eventually.
0: why it's so different, I heard this um – on another podcast is because it's, it's based on some kind of Japanese novel that they lost the rights to
4: yeah. or something. Well, it's act- okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. It's, it's an actual direct sequel to the Japanese uh, novel storyline. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Japanese incident, uh, there was some kind of bullshit going on with science in Japan. And, uh, uh- a lady, uh, I think it was a scientist's wife, died. She tried to bring. He tried to bring her back to life. He ended up awakening her mitochondria somehow, mitochondria. which is knows is the uh, <laughs> is the uh, engine, the cellular engine where we get our energy from. And uh, it's always been posited that this is a uh, uh, an external organism that somehow got incorporated into our cellular structure over uh, the years. So it's t- kind of a a symbiotic relationship we have with another organism. But apparently they're very intelligent in this game, and they wake up, and they're like, this is bullshit, we're taking over. And uh, they use uh, a, a different woman as their vehicle. In the Japan incident, it was uh, that lady's wife. But then I don't even understand fully what happens in the U.S. incident, which is the Parasite Eve game. But um you are Aya Brea which is a great name, and uh, you are a, a super hot, like, 24-year-old uh, police detective somehow. <laughs> and you go on a date with this blonde dude to the opera. And uh, in the first few minutes of uh, the, the opera, you guys are sitting around, and one of the main characters, uh, this, this woman uh, playing the – I can't remember her name right now. I'm sure it's very important. But she – Melissa, I think it was. But uh, yeah. while she's singing, she starts flipping out, and everybody around her catches on fire. And then everyone in the audience starts catching on fire, and it causes, like, this mass chaos and panic. And apparently her mitochondria have awakened, uh, and they are using their powers to uh, make everyone else's mitochondria go crazy, produce uh, extra energy, and and, uh, induce human combustion, which I don't even think is is possible, but it's still funny. Of course not. And uh, Aya Brea is, of course, immune to this, and uh, you find out later through a convoluted storyline why this would be the case. Having to do with twin sisters and people dying uh, at childhood and organs being donated and did you did crazy. you beat it? Yes, of course. I the played the shit out of boss? it. The last boss is I that not that incredible? That it is. It is very incredible. Oh my god! Everything it about so good. it is crazy. But I just want to talk about okay. Like first of all, the cutscenes are it's soft, so you know the cutscenes are going to be special. Back in the day, they looked amazing. They don't so much anymore, but they're still very acceptable. The in-game models, however. It's like going back and watching Empire Strikes Back and you know you see the dude riding on on the Tauntaun and it's like that claymation looking thing and you're like, this is embarrassing. That's what the character models look like today. There's just early PlayStation 1 uh, character models just do not hold up anymore, but the gameplay is still very good. Uh, the only thing I would say is the camera angles are Resident Evil only maybe a little bit further back than you are used to. So it kind of gives off the impression that Aya has two walking speeds. The default being uh, tectonic plate shift, and then when you hold down the run button, she's upgraded to Glacier, and uh, she just barely crawls around the screen. It's, it's very uh, frustrating to play, just to get from one place to another takes uh, a long time, <laughs> as opposed to something like even Resident Evil, which I would not define as speedy in any way. But uh, aside from that, I mean, the, the gameplay is innovative. Uh, just everything about it, it's a, it's a good game. I was really surprised at how well it holds up even today because it is so unique. You, I just have not played anything else like it even up to today. And the cutscenes are amazing. Like uh, uh, Eve, uh, well, Melissa ends up mutating into a crazy Resident Evil monster called Mitochondrial Eve. And she flies around. She's got like two giant arms and giant nails. She has like Her feet aren't even feet anymore. It's just like this one big nub. The, the, it might have a stinger on the end I really don't remember it's hard to tell with these models but she's flying around and you chase her to Central Park and when you actually catch up to her she's been trying to kill you you've been fighting each other you catch up to her she's like let's go for a carriage ride and Aya Braille's like alright whatever and she gets in this carriage and they're talking and then uh, Eve sets the horse on fire and then the carriage is going batshit crazy because the horse is on fire and it's, I, I can't even explain this cutscene it's so good I'm sure you could look it up on YouTube uh, if you look up Parasite Eve, Horse on Fire. And the cat just woke up, by the way. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't even know, man. There's so many good cutscenes. Actually, partner. the cat
3: is producing the show, and she's telling you to wrap it up because we're going, we're going long. <laughs> oh, is
4: this just to wrap it up? Okay, yeah. Well, I, okay, uh, near the end, there's this cutscene where you're, you, you need a special kind of ammunition made from, I believe, your own blood. To take out uh, the last enemy. And uh, anyone that gets too close will catch on fire. So your your, your partner, who is, uh, for all intents and purposes, Daniel Glover, he jumps out of a helicopter. And he's falling down towards the aircraft carrier where you are. And as he's falling, he catches on fire. And while he's on fire, he throws you this ammo clip and then he lands in the ocean. And then he's fine later on. He comes back and he's doing great. But I just, I can't even stress these cutscenes. And when you're, you're ch- taking out that giant mutated monster and, like, the army, it's just like, or maybe it's the navy, but they, f- they have all these helicopters that are backing you up and they're all in front of you in a line and they're just getting shot down one by one and they know what's going to happen and they volunteer for the mission. It's such an epic game. It's just huge. And it's really, it's not that good. And I'm telling you guys to play it and I'm getting you all excited about it. It's really not that good, but I, I definitely enjoy playing it. I I had forgotten I about
5: so many of those cutscenes, and as you describe them, I can picture them in my head. It was just, I remember him flying through the air, and, like, his mouth <laughs> is just like, ah, as he throws through this just,
4: Yeah, if you do anything, you don't have to play the game. It's very short, though, if you want to, but uh, just watch the cutscenes. At least watch the cutscenes. It's definitely worth it. And uh you're not going to play anything like Parasite Eve today. It's its definitely unique. It's definitely fun, and uh I would recommend it to anyone who who has a stomach for a uh, an early generation uh, PlayStation title. So uh I've also been playing Zelda 60, uh, 64 on the 3DS, and nothing but good things to say about that. I'm not really going to go into too much detail there, but uh it's excellent. I mean, it's just... I forgot everything about Zelda 64, because honestly, Zelda becomes a giant mush pile in my brain of all these puzzles and solutions. You and even forgot and- that
3: there are two Zelda 64s. Isn't there ocarina and majora's mask yeah
4: well okay yeah you're right well i meant ocarina of time obviously but um i mean i really didn't remember like the last two temples maybe i didn't remember the shadow temple at all i didn't remember the desert place even though the desert place is awesome i just remember i just keep getting things mixed up with twilight princess and with wind waker and with um even majora's mask everything just becomes the same game in my head so when i actually play through it and solidify what makes up ocarina of time uh Ends up, it's a really good fucking game, and I'm sure everybody knew that. But uh, I just found this out again this last week. So, that's it for me.
3: I think three of our uh, panel have uh, passed away from blood clots in the leg <laughs> at this point. <laughs>
0: well, Nick, what have you been playing?
3: I've been I've just been playing uh, Saints Row the Third. I completed it today, uh, 85% done took me a little under 40 hours because i did all the side quests and i did a lot of the you know get hit a guy in the nuts 50 times and you know all those those little things that aren't really achievements or trophies are just in the game i did uh more than half of those i had a lot of fun with it i it's kind of funny because thq um had this wrestling game that came out last year late last year and to this day, the servers aren't working properly. You can't, uh, download or upload certain, com- you know, community made, um, content smoothly. You get all these non-server errors. So I, w- I was always making fun of that. And I almost, uh, I delayed the review because of that. I almost took a star off because of that, but I figured, you know, it's not really part of the game. So today I, f- I finish, um, Saints Row and I go to, Go on to the community site to try to download a character and maybe just see what they got up there. And, uh, Saints Row servers are not available. Please try again later. So I think nail in the coffin for THQ. I hear it's, I heard THQ is on their last legs and I don't think they even care about their servers anymore. But the game was very good. I really don't want to get into it right now, but because we've talked about it at length but uh it's it's a great game it's not as stupid it's stupid but it's not as uh (laughs) worthless as i thought it might be at the beginning you know you can really there's really a lot of game and there's really something new to do all the time so you you will never get bored with this game you can probably beat i think chuck beat it in like 10 hours or whatever because he didn't do any my
2: clock was off but um it, it wasn't more than 15
3: yeah or you can yeah, okay. you can make it last fifteen. You can make it last forty. I'm probably going to go back and finish every single 16. thing and hundred percent it. So I don't
2: I don't know how far along I did get, but I do know that I got the thirty hour achievement uh, while I was playing with a friend. So I, I played it at least that much.
3: I'm on the PS3 though, so you're on the 360 with that.
2: Uh, Greek and PS3. <laughs> yes. Uh it's two strikes, Nick. I heard
3: it was. I heard something was better about it on the PS3. I know when the reviewer. It's, um, it's
2: better at keeping you from playing with your friends. I hear.
3: No, Gabriel Jones on our site asked if I could try to get the PS3 review copy. He said something was better about it, but I forgot what.
2: The only thing I know
5: of that was better for the PS3 version was that you could get a free copy of Saints Row 2. And I think that offer is expired by now anyway.
3: I was just thrilled when I got Mass Effect 2 with Dragon Age 2, because I would have been pissed if I just got Dragon Age 2 for the price of Dragon Age 2.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's I'm watching the cutscene of the rat and Parasite Eve, and it's fucking incredible.
4: <laughs> dude, I used to watch that rat cutscene every time I went to the mall. I think AB Games always had that playing on their monitors. Uh-huh. So that rat, that rat mutating has always been stuck yes, in my head. Yes, it is so good. But that I mean, the, the later cutscenes, I, I, w- I prefer the horse on fire one. I don't think I did it oh, justice. Oh yes, but the horse the on horse
5: fire. The horse is on
4: fire, it's so crazy what's happening. And uh, the dude jumping out and catching on fire is... <laughs> And then the baby you fight at the end is gross. I know.
5: That boss, it was like the greatest fucking thing ever. Like, what are you doing? You're fighting a baby. Like, you're shooting a baby to death. A fetus. It's
4: just like But you know what? That game never fucking ends, too. It's like fighting Eve. Eve part two. Eve part three. Eve part four. Okay, she's gone. Now the baby. Baby part one. Baby part two. Baby part three. Baby part four. It's like, oh my god. Really? And then there's like this giant, oh, how do we You know what? We're done talking about it. (laughs) That's over. So, uh, I guess like that's a, a huge wrap for this part week, where he's then. chasing you, and you can die again, <laughs> and, and then you have not save, and you got to do it all over again, and watch the cutscenes. Ah. Uh,
3: okay, Eric, please all take right, us
4: home. So, thank you all for <laughs> listening
0: to the podcast, and for the very small fraction of you that have made it all the way to the end. Thank you for Done. listening, and join the discussion at the dot
3: just Google the next level and, and uh, you'll. And see It'll us probably at the get top. you there, unless
0: uh, someone starts a Google bomb campaign to put someone else uh, above the nextlevel.com. Oh no. Hopefully that won't happen. Don't get. It. I'll get all
3: my Greek friends to <laughs> to reverse that.
0: <laughs> yeah, or to start a campaign against me. So anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks for all for listening. We'll be back. <laughs>